My mic's probably at a good distance, considering my normal volume, right? Yeah, we'll we'll do a test. People will say if someone's too loud or too quiet. We're all on like the same uh, levels, and we just wait for people to start showing up in here. And I'll get the second uh, window open so we can see it. All right. So Tim's here. Sorry, we didn't. Uh, um, announced that we were doing uh, a podcast today, um, even though I had it scheduled for almost a week and a half. Uh, <laughs> I didn't front load that we're actually doing this tonight. Uh, Nick isn't here. So with us is Ben. You remember Ben from the Land Cruiser J200 review, as well as the Toyota uh, Tacoma with 200. Tundra. Excuse me. I'm sorry. <laughs> All the first gen guys will be angry with you. Oh, how dare you, sir! Not the baby taco. <laughs> they're, like, they're like the same size. They're very close. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty close. And a recur and a recurring character and good friend of the show, Justin Burnash, is here from hey. uh, Prime Driven. Uh, also, uh, Toyota. So this uh, this may be a Toyota centric podcast because I finally am back on Team Toyota. Uh, ben has owned a bunch of Land Cruisers, and Justin Burnash is known nationally and quite internationally as the guy who uh, pioneered the Gen 4 swap into the, uh, if I got to be cool, I can't say second Gen MR2. Mm. I got to see, got to uh, say the letters and the numbers. Oh no. <laughs> SW30. Close. SW20. Damn it. The ZZW30, ZZW30 is the third Gen. <laughs> okay. Um, also, uh, we'll do a quick mic check on us. I know I really eat the mic here, but those ones are more dynamic mics that can hear you from farther away. So, um, uh, mic check on me, mic check on me. Mic check on me, mic check on me. Check one, two, mic check one, two. Uh, Justin, you can, let me adjust your mic a little bit. These ones... These ones are more classical studio mics. And for people who like Jocko, uh, Jocko Willink and his podcast, uh, the two upright mics here are the same ones uh, him and Echo Charles use in that they don't hear straight on, they hear vertically. So where we have the red tape is actually where it hears. Hmm. So, so now we're going to. So if you want to move it, it, you can move it anywhere you want to. Oh, that's good. Because Justin naturally projects. And I naturally like to eat the mic, so um, so well, they say everything sounds good. So okay, and I know this mic uh, is naturally weaker. This is an SM57, the cheaper version of the SM58, which uh, the SM58 is every stage mic you've ever seen on uh, ev everywhere. Yeah. Is the people who want to drop mics. Like mic That's drop, one. yeah. The 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 Sure SM58 is the one that can withstand like a twenty foot drop. It's made out of like machined aluminum, and yeah. uh, it's okay. like built like a tank. This one is the same internals as that, but with a much more affordable outer casing to say okay, because people like the way the the, the flatness of the SM58. Mm -hmm. um, I was like, I know it's a car podcast. I'm talking about microphones, but <laughs> this this is the regular yeah. cars podcast, though. So it's yeah. not just that's the a regular. This mic. is an it's, yeah. the SM57 <laughs> is made to never leave the studio. So mm -hmm. why do you need this tank of a mic 
sitting on here if you're never if, if it's never going to live in the um, in the real world. I think um, I have the answer because I like to party. <laughs> no, that's the I I, I did uh, I did like stage work in high school and that's yeah. you know that dynamic right of like all of the all of the like gaffers and sound and light people hate the actors but the actors don't actually hate the gaffers and the sound and light people it's this one way thing where so like that i guarantee you if you ask any of them their answer would be like because all of the actors drop this shit and just break everything like, they just like they would have this long diatribe for you about exactly why you need the better mic oh if we want to get nerdy i could take this one off because the mic you hear that i speak into for rcr is an sm58 and uh that one also, it just never leaves the studio, but that I got for free from uh, from an old roommate. And that thing, when you hold it, you're like, "Oh shit, this is like a this is like a a, a, a snap on ratchet thing." <laughs> and the thing was beat to shit. <laughs> like the mic that you hear that I speak into is has been through the ringer. Uh, it has chips in it, and 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 I respray I, I sprayed it Mopar orange, so <laughs> with like high temp paint to like make it look nice. And then and I high wrote temp up, paint because you're so hot right now. Oh yeah, like the stuff you had to. <laughs> yeah, that like so hot right, right now. <laughs> All right, so we already got some super chats in. Um, Justin and I were talking at at, at dinner, um, and I didn't know the the brick house is serving lobster rolls now. So really, yeah, uh, I didn't. Not just lobster rolls. Incredible lobster really? rolls. Oh, everything they make is good. I know. I freaking yeah. love that place. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, we, we might do a giveaway here on the podcast of like some merch from the new website since it's been like two weeks. You've seen uh, the videos uh, coming up. And by the way, it's uh, regularcarreview.com where everything has been condensed into one website. So merch is there. Sign up for the newsletter is there. Also, how do I submit a car? There's a big button that says, do you want your car reviewed by Mr. Regular? There it is. And one thing uh, we have to do when we're done is actually film a new video to make it ungodly clear. This is the website. Click here to submit a car. <laughs> anyway. Uh, uh, yeah, that's the thing about fruitful. We're drinking. We're yeah. drinking fruitful. You want to Ben intro this? Yeah. I, I don't know much of the history, but yeah, this is Dogfish Head Fruitful Ford. Um, it is basically a spinoff of another fort that they had already made prior, but I, I could not give a good history of it. You probably researched it more than I have lately. I, uh, I it's eighteen percent. So we're splitting the most one important thing is there's four kinds of berries, and it's eighteen percent alcohol yeah. in a beer. Yeah, that's Which not a stat. Still lower than one twenty minutes. The one I was describing to you, that you can't even give an accurate ABV. They go, it's like eighteen to twenty two. That's all that we really can tell you is it's going to be in that range. Like, it's kind of like the did Japanese. Did we have that before? I think I no, I don't think I brought one. What was that? What was that? One. What was that elegant bottle that was? That's shaped? Utopias. Okay, yeah, that's a crazy one. You probably heard of uh, Sam Adams Utopias. No, it's uh, it's the highest ABV you can make and still consider it a beer. It's uh, I think like twenty eight percent. Before they're like, it's just a cordial. Yes. Well, that's <laughs> this what it is tastes berries. like. It, it really tastes more like <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It it tastes yeah, it almost like a like a port, like a sharing yeah. sort of. Yep. Yeah. That was yep. the last. Be I think it was just was it just you and me on the podcast? Mm -hmm. I got fucked up. <laughs> Did you? you? You held it together. I yeah. Didn't. 
I had, and then you taught me. You you tried to show me how to ski, and I still was like that trying to. Sounds like me. <laughs> I was like, drunk and I'm like, I'm gonna tell you about my interests. Now. No, I, I was Brian into it because I was like, <laughs> it's like golf too, where I'm like, this is working for other people. I don't quite get it, but like, let's see. Maybe this is something I should look into. Did you tell me about Top Golf once? I don't think. Oh, because I went and hung out with Tony Airlines yesterday, and we did go to a Top Golf, and I found that fun. Yeah, because uh, he has one over near Princeton, because of course there's a Top Golf near Princeton, New Jersey. Right. And um, there's uh, there's like it's like a video game, but it's also a driving range, and there's and there's beer and there's food, and yeah. so it had like the old '90s spirit of everybody going to a bowling alley mm -hmm. combined with golf, and you just pay by the hour. And I think I put a video up and it's like slow motion, like, how's my form? But my left, my, my outer, my forward leg picks up and it shouldn't be doing that. And people were complaining that I was hitting a, a, a five iron off a tee. Oh, really? And I'm like, but you can tee off with an iron if you want. That's always what I used to use. Because every yeah. time I use the driver, I would just slice it right into the woods. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, nah, I need something that goes a little more, you know, down the fairway. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, I did put a lot of time into my swing, like three or four swings. And I was like, okay, I play golf now. <laughs> no, I, I think I went out once and then like like halfway through, I was like, I'm just gonna I'm just the cart is really the part that I enjoy about this. I'm gonna go like, do a beer around with the cart yeah. on the back. I'll Maybe. talk to you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Keep going. Uh so where are we? This is ninety. 93, or do I need to oh, so you can tell it's good because you got the uh the debris in the bottom. Yeah. And it has legs too. Yep. If you swish it, it does definitely oh, yeah. have legs. Oh yeah. No, it's good stuff. I don't know what it is now. If you think about it, this was bottled in 2018 at 18%. True. That's it's true. maybe That's like 1920 now. Yeah. Hell yeah. So we've got um question from Imperator Zor. There's a there's a uh familiar face. Uh I don't think you have a question. Cars are machines. Machines are made by engineers. Engineers use metric. Use metric. <laughs> well, yeah. I think all all cars should be made according to the metric standard because it's easy. Yeah. It's just a number. Yeah. Yeah. And, remember, also, and also, every single set should come with two sets of ten millimeters. Yes. Yeah. The main one and the backup one. Yes. Because mm -hmm. you're losing one of them. Yeah. Guaranteed. <laughs> Preferably in the engine bay. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, Amazon sells them just 10, just 10 millimeters. <laughs> like a, a, a strip of 10, 10 right? mils. Dude, yeah. that's a merch idea. Just 10 millimeter sockets. No, they sell like, like DeWalt sells like number two Phillips, which is like the most common, like of the Phillips bits. That's yeah. the most common. And that's the one that you always lose. If you do like carpentry work, that's yeah. the one you lose. They sell a, that's a, a pack of just, just number two. Here you go. This is all the ones that you wanted. Like, like, like gourmet, <laughs> gourmet 10 millimeter sockets, like somehow make them like, well, you can get them in anodized aluminum because oh, Harbor yeah. Freight sells oh, yes. aluminum socket. Really? Yep. And they're, 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 why would you want it? I mean, the, uh, light work or something? Or is it like a weird mix of like like nickel and zinc or something like that? But I see them, the sets up there, they're like pink and purple. Yeah. 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 They're like $10. One of my it. guys used to have a set of them because nobody else had them. So his sockets can never get mixed up with any other mechanic sockets. Mm -hmm. uh, so, were they really aluminum or were they just like yeah they're anodized, anodized aluminum oh okay Amazing. but the problem with anodized aluminum is aluminum is you know inherently kind of soft that's right? what yeah i, mean. I would think but they like would just bend if you're not doing high torque stuff it works yeah. yeah like just like you know um uh lug nuts 
Like if you're going to go, if you have a road car, like you can use aluminum lug nuts mm-hmm. and like, they'll be fine. But if you go on a racetrack, they'll literally weld themselves to the steel studs. Yeah. Whoa. Ask okay. me how I know. <laughs> <clears throat> like stainless steel. Screws. Okay. Here's yeah. a, here's yeah. a question for Justin. And I think this is something you've answered at least twice before in this podcast. Uh, Boris asks, what is the difference between a three S G E and the three? No, this is different. It's not weird. <laughs> what is the difference between the 3S GE and the 3S FE? Oh, that's adorable. Oh, did it, oh, is this right. a joke that I don't no, know? No, no, this is real. This is, a, this is a real question. Uh, we're mixing two markets uh, of sale here. So the 3S FE is a domestic market engine that was sold in the RAV4s. Okay. Now, the FE was always effectively like the fuel economy version. So like the MR2 and the Camry and the Celica had the 5S FE. Okay. That was 2.2. The 3S FE was a two liter, normally aspirated. But F meant that it was the economy rubbish version mm-hmm. versus the 3S GE. That's the G series of the motor, which was the more high revving, hotter version. And then you had the GTE was mm-hmm. the turbocharged version of that motor, except it wasn't actually a turbocharged version of that motor. It was an entirely different motor. But the, uh, the block structure, the infrastructure of it uh, was the same. I so, yeah, you. 3SGE came in a Japanese domestic market, Celica, MR2, probably some other stuff over there. Uh, but in America is the only place you would have the 3SFE. And that was in the wrap. And it was a, it's a completely useless engine. Is it? The 3SGE is like moderately useless. That was a better with the turbo because everything else. Uh, but you yeah, know, it was the Rav when we did the the first gen Rav when we when we Gen four three SGTE swapped it. Yeah, I remember the, that video. It spun all four, to four yeah, wheels. Yeah, I did the four wheel burnout, <laughs> um, and then I blew something up after that. Transmission probably. Transmission really. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, we were using the three SFE trans on it. Hmm. Needless to say, the trans was rated for hundred foot pounds of torque. wasn't so good with three hundred foot pounds. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, the FE is a completely worthless piece of garbage engine. But you have to admire Toyota for it using forever, still the optimism of the FE for fuel efficiency. Yeah. Because the 2UZ FE in my 100 series Land Cruiser was also <laughs> FE, and it was like 12. <laughs> like on a good day, you're like, yeah, 12, 13 MPG on this highway trip. Awesome. Yeah. You guys are adorable. Yeah. yeah. Really it just you. meant not sporty. Right, right. More than it actually meant. I mean, it it like, but it was supposed to be fuel economy. Yeah. It was, it was yeah. supposed to but you know, 90s fuel injection. I mean. Yeah, that's what we aspired to. Yeah. <laughs> Were they uh, Can bus wasn't no? They, when did Can bus really start? OBD two was ninety six. Can bus didn't come into. I don't even know if Japanese cars even now are Can bus. The German cars were Can bus. Yeah, early on, like probably in the late nineties. Okay, um, yeah. but U.S. Uh, Toyota, Japanese um, domestic was ninety six. We got OBD two, mm-hmm. and for all, all through the the. Japanese Mark II, the uh, SW20, mm-hmm. and the ZZW30, those are all just straight up OBD2. Okay. Yeah, so I don't know when we got, when the Japanese domestic got Canvas, but the Germans had forever mm-hmm. because, you know, they're German. Did, <laughs> did fuel injectors shut off under like idle or deceleration with manual? Did that start with Canvas or is that something completely different? Uh, there was uh, none of the MR2 motors and any of the, the domestic Japanese motors pre. Let's say 2010 is probably where my expertise ends on this. Um, had anything where the injectors actually turned off? Yeah, like the modern stop-start stuff. 
you know, the Germans were doing that, you know, for a long time. I I mean, everything American really in the last five years has that capability as well. This cylinder is, deactivation and all that stuff. But you're talking yeah. pre that. Yeah. This is a conversation I was having with Matt Happel about he was talking about fuel economy and how he was saying like the op he was he was listing in one of his knowledge bombs the optimal LS LS engines to get is the ones that will shut off the and like the wiring harness and computer combo is the ones that will shut off the fuel injectors if under deceleration and if it's at if you're like descending a hill for a long time it'll detect that and shut off the fuel injectors and you'll just pump air but does not have cylinder deactivation because that's mm -hmm. stupid mm -hmm. and yeah. that's extra things to break yeah mm -hmm. and i wonder I, I was just throwing that out to see if there was yeah, an accurate no, yeah, time you're right because the ls motors did have stuff like that in the early 2000s mm -hmm. which was strangely forward thinking, thinking. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> for a push rod yeah. i mean despite being a push rod Obviously, there's no arguing with the ultimate you know, yeah. results that you could achieve. As we were talking about earlier at dinner and the... Yeah, you know, he had a 4.8 <laughs> with 800 horsepower <laughs> with a blower and spray on it. Unopened. And it didn't. <laughs> Unopened, unopened yeah. It's about like yeah. 290,000 miles on this thing. <laughs> he didn't change the head. The heads never came off. It was yeah. just... Uh, it was just yeah. a, a, a cam, valve springs, probably larger throttle body, if that, the truck intake... Or at that time, no, he was running an aftermarket intake. Someone gave it to him. What's this in? This was in a <laughs> 2000. And we're going to review this car. But when we reviewed it, the blower was off. Okay. We converted it back to NA. And it was only making like 350. Hmm. This is a 2006 Infiniti G35. Nice. With an LS in it. So you can actually drive it on the road now. Yeah. Versus that 900 horsepower. <laughs> he was claiming it, it, it was better with 800 horsepower. Or say 800 with spray. I think it was 650 without the spray. He was spraying it a lot. Just yeah. boost on pump gas. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Boost. Like yeah, that's, a big old turbo. that's like a turbo the size of my huge head. <laughs> and <laughs> Just slap that on there. Throw some fuel at it. I think, yeah. I think I don't know what he was using with the one, the six liter when he hit 1038 wheel. No. Um, Dino? On a, on his dyno, wow. yes, and that was in Colorado. Wow. Um, Oof. That's that brutal. It'd be making substantially more than that down here. Yeah, that's impressive. Mm -hmm. uh, and that well, he blew up the engine like three times. Getting that's, there. Everybody that's, I know that has a supercharger without fail is like, love it. It's amazing. <laughs> I'm like, really? I mean, I, I'm interested. Like, well, this is uh, this is the third engine. Or, <laughs> yeah, right. Like, yeah. nobody is ever like, this is the original. This is what it came with. No, it doesn't happen. No, and you know, and one of the certainly when they're aftermarket, because the factory stuff typically isn't going to be able to do a lot more than the factory put it out at. Mm -hmm. You know, like even where you have like the AMG, the 55s. Um, where you had 493 horsepower from the factory and it was only running like eight pounds of boost. Mm -hmm. But like that twin screw supercharger is only good to like 12 and then it's out of puff. Right. You got to slap on like a big old like Gravis one mm -hmm. you know, to get like a thousand. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's... And then what do you end it for? Yeah. Well, that, yeah. And the turbo, and turbo and supercharger game, you know, is, is, is very similar. The issue with the supercharger game is most of the time you don't have intercoolers mm -hmm. because if you're at low pressure, you don't need them. But so people take a car that came with a low pressure supercharger that didn't need it, put a huge one on, yeah, and then they blow up the engine because yeah. it doesn't have any cooling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just can't keep up. Like you know, like the demon. You know, mm -hmm. the demon has technically intercooled through the air conditioning system. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Which is a great use of an American air conditioning. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Roll the windows <laughs> down, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're going for it. Ooh, this is running too hot. Just pump the AC into it. It's fine. Yeah. Great question. Judd Kramer says, any more vapor wave, any more vapor wave for the Mr. Regular channel? Oh, that's right. There's a third channel that is was just me doing vaporwave stuff for no money, like just for the love of the sound. Um, yes, um, but it'll probably end up on regular and Roman. Something with that, probably involving the Sarah, because that is an accurate vaporwave car. Mm. Yeah. Speaking of engines, I'm looking into the Sarah's engine. It is the 5EFE that we got in the Tercel and Paseo, but when I looked at the stamp, it says 5EHE. Wait, 5EFHE. There's another letter in there. Yeah. And yes. there's differences. Somewhere. This engine, the engine, we never even looked, well, it's just a, the, the 5E engine was kind of like a nothing engine. It's yeah. like, I, I almost kind of, to me, it feels a little bit like the Honda D-Series. But yes. with double cams instead of a single cam. That whole car feels, drives, and in the inside feels and looks like a, a 90s a 90s Honda. Like I was saying, you know how the 90s Hondas, the dash was so far away from you? Yeah. Even though they were tiny? Yeah. And it was like really low down. You could, it's like low hood. You could see everything. Very buzzy. Like, yeah, that car feel feels from the inside and from the sound very much like a D-Series. Which is odd because Toyotas don't really feel like that. No. Like, that's what, like, there's a unique thing about that motor. Like a 5SFE. There's no buzzing there. Mm -hmm. Complaining, whining, no buzzing. <laughs> yeah, it's going to tell you. Okay, so there are two variations of the 5E engine. The 5E is a 1.5 liter double cam 16 mm. valve version of the 5E. Uh, output ranges uh, the, the 93 horsepower mm. at 5,400 RPM, oh, a, a 100. And... Right, these are two different things. Output ranges from 93 to 108 horsepower with 91 pound-feet of torque at 3,200 RPM low. Oh, wait. It's giving me two numbers and two different things. Okay. So originally, it was uh, had a distributor, which the Sarah does. And later on, it was converted to coil pack in a waste spark. Uh, configuration like a neon or a subaru mm -hmm. and i remember because when we did the tercel it had sparks but it only had two coil packs and they were just sort of on top of <laughs> yeah, that that was their style on just well we'll put them here with like a j like an l bracket on one of the acorn nuts like <laughs> holding the uh that on, on top of the valve cover like, yeah that's close yeah um yeah do 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 double platinum plugs are used to prevent electro wear something 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 um and in 1997 a returnless fuel system was added now the 5e fhe maximum power was increased to also 100 uh increased to okay it could be from 108 horsepower to 130 through a ACIS intake mm. maximum engine speed was increased to 7,200 RPM in the first version and 7,900 for the second generation. Really? It uses a harmonic dampener for, uh, for the 4E FTE. I don't know why they're talking about that. Some versions, not the Sarah, have the ACS intake, high compression pistons. 
So mine does not have that. So I do have a 5EF. I have the higher tier engine, but with the standard intake. Yeah, because your red line is 7,002. I thought it was looked more like 7.4 because an MR2 is 7.2 and it's like just one notch past seven. Yours was like a whole red section past seven. I was like, whoa, hmm. whoa, we're getting a little aspirational here, Toyota. Let's calm it down. So maybe Find I should out. go to the dyno tomorrow and because yeah. Burnash run wanted, it out. <laughs> Burnash wanted it, but I'm so protective of that car because it's so clean oh, yeah. and then the head it's gas is way too already. clean. Yeah. I don't want to put it because yeah. the interior trim still has like the still the correct the plastic that goes down to the center console from the gauge cluster still has like a almost satiny texture that should have decades ago been wiped totally gloss clean, you know, and just be shiny black. Right. But it's not. It's like an yeah. affront to to time. Yeah. The it's dash, a time lord. The dash isn't cracked. <laughs> Yeah, because I saw on Sarah's that the Sarah's because of all the glass suffered from the same problem that two forties had. It's big. Yeah. yeah, 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 and really all the eighties cars. Yeah, four fours. Well, but the twos the... in Japan its whole life, I guess. Yeah, yeah. it just it must have been like in a garage mm. or something. But then why repaint it? Why was it repainted? That's a, a well. <clears throat> that's the weird thing about Japan. They do things when they're not necessary a lot of times. For example. My head gasket being changed at 34,000 miles. Timing components. <laughs> they do things on uh, really more often on time than on mileage. Yeah. For example, the 3S GTE is a non-interference engine. You snap the timing mm -hmm. bell, it just turns off. Mm -hmm. Nothing happens. Mm -hmm. You can't throw anything into anything. The service interval listed by Toyota in the manual, 60,000, because that's what responsible people change timing belts at. In mm -hmm. Honda, if you don't do that, it explodes. Right. 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 And it's like nothing happens. And in fact... I've had cars over 200,000 miles on completely original timing components. Yeah. But in Japan, when you get an imported motor that has 45,000 miles on it, there's a sticker, and you can clearly see all the little marks on the screws and the dates on the belt and the water pump. The timing components have been changed. Because that was the rule. That was when they said to do it. But it was like, but they even did it before you were supposed to do it. <laughs> How German. And they just put the car in the junkyard. Right. <laughs> what is happening? That's just, the Japanese. Yeah. That's why we have these cars that are still running. Yeah. But the Americans, like, no. It's it's that so that, <laughs> that hundred series land cruiser I had had oh God, the, yeah. it's an interference engine, right? Yes. That you use the FE. And an endless. It had <laughs> two hundred and fifty-six thousand miles on it when I ended up trading it. And before I was I was going back for like, do I trade it? Do I try out the two hundred? Do I keep it? And I was like, well, timing belt I should do. And I'm like, I wonder. So I checked. It was done at like 132,000 or something. So I'm like, okay, so mm. it's time, right? So I start researching, like, I'm going to find examples. The 2UZFE is interference. Show me some examples of people that have actually had the timing belt fail and have destroyed the timing of the engine. Yeah, no. Couldn't find one. No. Like one guy was like 314,000 miles on the original timing belt. He's like, mm -hmm. seems to be working fine. Yeah. Just let it ride. Just try it out. So <laughs> it all on red. <laughs> but yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a nineties to early two thousands Toyota. Mm -hmm. You know, they invented the word indestructible. Yeah. <laughs> and then they finally figured out that was a horrible business model. Right. And in the mid two thousands, they were like, all right, we'll make things that you have to service every now and then. Let's get a little crazy with the <laughs> gas pedal here. See what happens. <laughs> yeah. What if we actually made power? Mm. <laughs> No, and then they tried that. Now they're backing away. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, that was too. That was too much. It was mm -hmm. too risky. Someone posted on either Reddit or Jalopnik about this interview, like why they went to BMW, uh, and there was you know some translated interview from oh, somebody at I know Toyota. Part of story, go on. Yeah, um, people like our cars after they've been 
like our cars do great on the second market, but no one likes them when they're new. Yeah. We dump all this money into creating these yeah. high performance cars and they just lose money. Mm -hmm. And then everybody on the used market makes money right. when, when suddenly they become popular a decade and a half later. Yeah, yes. it's true though. Mm. Well, I've said that, I mean, the, the C8 Corvette, I have a C7 and I'm like, I, I would buy a mid-engine Corvette if you would make one. I'll buy it new. And then GM did. And they were like, oh, it's not going to have a stick shift. And I was like, yeah, I'm not buying that. Like, mm -hmm. I'm, yeah. I'm out. And also, oh, yeah, it's 60K. Oh, but by the way, you can't buy one for less than 120. Right. right. Well, when we said 60K, we meant we're liars. Yeah. <laughs> part of that is COVID. To their, in their defense, part of that True. is COVID. But also, like, just like when the Hellcat came out, when Demon came yep. out, like, they just sold them for too little. Mm -hmm. Everyone bought them or had already ordered them. And they were like... Everybody wants us. I'm just gonna turn around and sell it for right. double the money. This is yeah. this is America. I'm a dealership. Yeah. I'm gonna charge you an extra thirty grand. That's right. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's right. Yeah, the Japanese tried that with the uh, the blah by STIs and the Evo eights. When they came over, they were so hot. And we haven't really? ever had them uh, in 03 and 04, respectively. And they were charging ten grand over sticker. So what was already a forty thousand dollars sticker? Yeah, Japanese sedan with the yeah. you know two liter. 2.5 liter uh they were charging 10 grand over and they were getting it and they were getting it all day because they weren't bringing over very many of them right. especially with the evos they brought up almost none right um and then you know two years later basically all the like really irresponsible japanese car car lovers <laughs> bought them already right and they're like all right we can't sell these this kind of money this, you can buy a like a a, a three-year-old Porsche 11 for that yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> or a brand new you know like well a two-year-old m3 yeah you know, like but all of them the civic type are but Jeep now they're the same money. all of them they're like they, at the start it's like oh man everybody's gonna and it was like six months the and everybody's like yeah, yeah, yeah i whatever. didn't get that at all I know. i'm like sixty four thousand dollars yeah for a Jeep with a useless bed? Yeah. <laughs> huh? Tiny little bed. Come, but that's again. also Chrysler, too. Like, I, and then I, they screwed up the launch, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was like this big limited launch, the launch and then a whole yeah. bunch of it didn't work. Well, they were like two months late, and it yeah. didn't work. They yeah. were like, it's going to be out. Uh, it's not going to uh, be out yet. It was, was kind of like when uh, when when, uh, when Obama did like the uh, healthcare.gov or something. Yeah. Yeah. They finally put it out, and then it just crashed immediately. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to agree. Right. Anybody want water? Uh, I'm going to go. You want um, Do you want to try... The, uh, the new new stout? Yeah. Flying fish. I'll try I mean, I've never seen one, but I hear that, you know, yeah. they got some distance. <laughs> I'm in. Uh, oh, cool. Brian, you want some water? Oh, yes, please. You know, right. I got to take it easy. <laughs> uh, bunch of chats coming in. Um, so, yes. Uh, uh, Lo-Fi Camping Guy says, uh, and thank you for your donation, probably been asked this before, but if you were, but, but if you were able to review cars in Japan, what would be your top picks? Okay. First pick, and Justin can hear me from the other room. The Is car. That, can you hear me? What's that? Can you hear me now? Yeah. <laughs> the first, uh, the question is, when you go to Japan, what kind of cars would RCR review? And the number one on my list, in keeping with the theme of tonight, is a car that I'm going to be in my late 40s until it becomes legal here in the U.S., is of course the Toyota Caldina. The when Toyota said, "Let's just make an Impreza, let's make an Impreza hatch." Yeah, and they did, and it's um, you've seen that engine in some of Justin's creations, where you can have an MR2 with 300 horsepower at the wheels out of the Gen 4 3S GTE engine. Um, uh, Jalopnik ran a story that 
like it's coming. The Caldina is coming and looking at it. It just looks like uh, your average early 2000s sedan mm -hmm. with those like the roundy blobby HVAC controls mm -hmm. and sort of like, oh, well, we'll theme the center console into this, which is weird. It's very Mazda. It's like a triangle. Everything comes together with like these ugly like Microsoft Zune panels coming down. <laughs> And because it's still just like a single or a doubled in setup, there's nothing changed. They just arranged it in a in a strange way, like mm. that the the blobby uh, Ford Taurus. I was just yeah, say, the late '90s weird. Why is it a circle? Ford Everything's Taurus. a circle. You can't change the radio. <laughs> yeah. um, so that's 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 the number one is a Caldina. Um, I guess I'd have to do a, a R34 Skyline, although we're, I think, one or two years away, Justin. Uh, the R34 is 98, except they're already $200,000 and they're not even legal yet. God damn. The Caldina is legal in, in three years, though. Hell yes. And the Caldinas will not go for big money because Thank they you. have no brand recognition. Mm. Yeah, the R34s are 200 grand right now, illegal. You have to store them in Japan. And then when they come over here, they'll be a quarter million dollars. God damn. You thought Super was overpriced. <laughs> All that for an RB engine. It's the same motor in the R32. Is it? Yeah, and like a couple like little baby tweaks. Got a six-speed instead of a five-speed. So obviously got the super fancy electric y'all control and all that stuff that means nothing in the real world. Do they have two drive shafts, one running back and one running forward? Am I thinking of the GTR? Yes. No, you're okay. right. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Huh. Yeah, Did yeah. the one we do have had the two drive shafts? Or was that something else? The GTR? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, it's got the it's the, the GTR's all-wheel drive. <laughs> it's it's so Japanese in execution. It's just a rear-wheel drive car, and they just made another linkage to go to the front. <laughs> and we'll put a transmission there too. <laughs> yeah. So we don't have to like reinvent the wheel here. I don't know. It's not like good. Toyota where they may where they have the transfer case where they have the transfer case attached to the transaxle. Yeah. Front wheel drive derived, you know, drivetrain. And that whole, you know, transmission and axle, which on all the GT4s, like the Celicas and all that stuff, the Alltracks, you know, that's a 250-pound lump mm. to get out. Really? So what you do is you drop it down out of the car, you turn the, basically lean it over on the side so the timing cover is down and the trans and the transfer case are up, and then you hook up the cherry picker to them and pull them off. Hmm. Unless you hmm. have four burly men. Nice. Who don't mind... Uh, their toes being broken if they drop it. Because it's so like it's so ungainly, you know. Like there's no good places to hold on, it, and it's not one of these things where you can lift the car off of it. Is there? There's a like the well, suspension in the way. Yeah, no, I mean you you could you could do that uh, and just leave it on a dolly. Yeah, but you still then have to get the trans and the and the transfer case off the motor oh, because obviously okay. it's all attached. You're not pulling that off with the motor in the car. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. I forget about that. Okay, this is not a Mustang. <laughs> <laughs> So you got a place for keeps when it comes to transactions <laughs> and transfer cases. Hmm. Um, what do you think? Uh, I like it. It's, I've never it's... had it before. It was the only stout that was there. Really? Yeah, we're completely out of season now. Once we leave March, I got nothing to drink. Yeah. So I'll just have to make compromises. Hmm. <laughs> How many cases of that flying? <laughs> oh, we've got more. Of the fruitastic do we have? <laughs> There's more. Um. What's the it's spirits? Coconut and cinnamon. Yeah, I get a little bit of that. Mm -hmm. Once I finish this water, I will join you. 
what is the spiritual successor to the Honda Beat? The Honda N200 or something like that? Because that's another one I want to drive if because they're in Japan right now. And mm -hmm. I think New Zealand can import them. Yeah, was that the like kind of like the no, they did an S. I'm thinking of the baby S2000. They did an S1000 in Japan. Really? The one liter. Because two people, in the, people in the chat are probably way, shouting way it right now. Yeah. Was that was that just like a turn down? Was it? Uh, it, I mean, that no, was like a completely like a bespoke S660. Really? That's what that's it is. what it was. S660. It is. Oh yeah, but the S660 is an ancient car. That's not really. That, they they have S660 in the nineties. No, this is a current model. They have an S660 now. No, we have because to the original out. that was one of the early tiny Hondas. It was a 660cc, you know, back in the day when you could have that in a car. S660. Doink. When did they first come out? What's Wikipedia have to say about that? Yeah, that's clearly a, a modern iteration. Honda S660. Wikipedia. 2015 present. So what was the original so one? Maybe it was a, the S600? Was it show you like a predecessor? Related Honda, Inbox, N1, in wagon. Dude, they made a car called that? the N-Box? Yeah, the, the, the S600. <laughs> oh! oh. <laughs> what happened to that Nissan Q? <laughs> oh, it's so close. Right? It's so close. Is that a sliding rear door? It is. There are the tracks. Oh, yeah. That is a K car with a sliding rear door. Wow. Hell but that's yes. the, this is what I don't understand. Why do these, like Toyota especially, they're such a conservative Japanese company, but in their homeland, they're like, yeah, we're going to make that weird, crazy thing. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to do this. We're we were talking about that earlier. I think it's because Toyota knows that it, you can't keep all these engineers mm -hmm. bottled up with all of these mm -hmm. Corollas and Camrys all day without someone shooting somebody but they're so disciplined about everything else right but so every now and then they come to the yeah. meeting and they're like boss <laughs> we just did the 13 millionth corolla i know we're making a lot of money okay i'm not even asking for a raise can i just make something completely and utterly pointless right done fine how mm. much is it gonna cost uh i don't know 100 million done all right fine. we just burned that now, <laughs> like, and now this is what you're about. That is, we're a bigger market for Toyota than oh, yeah. Japan. Oh yeah. So why not bring some of them over, guys? Yeah. Well, because if you're gonna bring it here, you'd have to bring over some significant volume. Mm -hmm. Whereas Japan, mm -hmm. you know, the rest of the world doesn't really know or care what you're doing right. there. Right. You know, like and they don't have a dealer network that can sell direct in their like yeah. stores. Yeah. 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 Like they're just like you know throughout like the Sarahs. They made fewer Sarahs and they made SW20 MR2s. Really? Yeah. Production numbers like, of the Sarah was like fifteen. It was like fifteen thousand nine hundred and twenty-one. So wow. just under sixteen thousand Sarahs exist. They imported twenty-three thousand SW20s between ninety-one and ninety-five. But in Japan, they made them all the way until ninety-nine. Mm -hmm. They probably made a hundred thousand of them. Mm -hmm. But only fifteen thousand Paseos with cool doors. <laughs> but that's what I don't. <laughs> and that's it's it's the correlation, right? And I'm not because it costs them a lot to make fifteen. I'm not trying to diss American <laughs> car makers, right? Like they they know, had you, their you, they you, had their kicks. You, you can, they had their kicks, and they they kind of started to figure. But I remember I worked for Enterprise Rent a Car in the like we'll mid 2000s. I, it was a good company. It was a cool. But I remember getting. Um, jeep commanders remember the commander the oh, yeah. eight seater yeah it had no rear visibility literally when the no headroom in the back either. no headroom yeah. in the back and i remember seeing those you remember those pictures of them in 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 michigan they were literally 
they were renting the entire parking lot of defunct malls to park these in because they had crazy overshot forecasts. Like 2007, 2008, they were like, we have these like crazy numbers. It's going to sell. And it just didn't. Nope. And I remember like going and I remember the guy, he was mad because he was a, a Chrysler dealer and I was going to pick it up for Enterprise. And he's like, he's like, yeah, you guys have fun just taking your 15 that are coming in on this truck because his like his dealership was like the hub for the area. So like when the when the truck came from the factory, it stopped here. All of them got unloaded. And then like other smaller dealers came to pick him up from his lot. And he showed me he was a pretty good volume dealer. And his invoice was like whatever, like thirty two thousand dollars for a forty seven thousand dollar vehicle. And Enterprise was paying like twenty one thousand dollars for this forty seven thousand dollar vehicle <laughs> because they buy by volume. They're the oh. biggest buyer of new vehicles in the country. Enterprises, yeah, uh. because they're a huge rental fleet, right? They they all of the rental reimbursements for like insurance, like you wreck your car, that's almost all Enterprise. And they have these negotiated rates, but they are unless it's changed, they were the biggest volume buyer of new vehicles in the country. So they get these uh. crazy negotiated prices. So they were paying literally like well under half sticker. For the same vehicle that this dude as a Chrysler dealer was paying like 10 grand more for. Wow. I remember him just being like, yeah, you guys, you go take off with your 15. But but that was the same era where I remember like, I remember buying or not buying, but getting a brand new F-150 from the transport truck. It came off at this airport and I got in. I was the first person other than the people at the factory to drive this thing. And I drove it from the, the airport back to the branch. And I put it in park, and the shift indicator and the console just fell in. Oh, and I was like, wow, dude, we yeah, got to get this fixed. This? <laughs> it was like 07. Like, oh, not even like the 90s. One. No, no, this was like right before they had the come to Jesus moment, yes. right before the financial collapse. Yep. And they were like, oh, we need money. And wait, Ford was like, I don't actually need money. But everybody yeah. else, they're the only ones to do it on their own. Yeah. Yeah, they made it out. It made me respect them a little bit more. And, I they, did. and then they were like, oh, we need to come up with some interesting cars. Mm, we'll just take the ones from Ford Europe. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then right. we'll just call them new models. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Ford Focus ST. Oh, that's exciting. Hey. Brand new, never seen before. It's been there for 10 years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do we call this tiny one that's really ugly but tall? Uh, Eco Sport? We've been calling mm, everything yeah. else Eco. Yeah, yeah, Eco yeah. Sport? I think Eco. Yeah. We can't call it an I something. Apple owns that. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Size wise, it's close. <laughs> Put in your pocket. Yeah. Uh, Luke Cook Griffin says, beer money, and thank you for beer money. I've got the 2000, uh, year 2000 BMW M5. I'm doing all the window mm. actuators. And... I love it. You looking, looking to sell that, old man? <laughs> Dude, I'll swap in the, the uh, radio from an 01 to 03, <laughs> and that's mine. I want that. All the, all the, because all the, those Dude, remember the little one was a half size. No, yeah. no, the, the, the radio, the, Nine, 90 what was it 98 99 they didn't make an m5 2000 they did and it yes. had a smaller oh nav yeah, system. yeah, yeah. Right, and right, then right, a one right. they went to a wider nav the, the yeah, i love those cars but now they're like have you seen they're like forty five thousand dollars yeah i remember when yeah. you could buy like yeah. a nice one for 20 and i was like ooh, yeah. just a little bit too much yeah yeah now what right. style and just and then you turn around and you're like what? What? Now the junk ones are twenty. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Two hundred forty thousand miles. I'd like twenty grand, please. Uh, I have full service records. Really? No, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I, I'm pretty sure I memorized them <laughs> so from the guy that told me that I bought it from. from who was obviously changes. telling the it truth? It had oil changes. It had oil changes. Definitely some oil changes. Swear to you. Every three thousand. At some point in thousands. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah. there were thousands of oil changes. <laughs> Yeah, no. I mean, literally just since in the last 12 months, 
after after the Veed first launched, mm-hmm. uh, the right before then, you could buy name a cool Japanese car. Let's just say an Evo, for example. Yeah. Right? Like they've always held their value more. They didn't bring a lot of them in. Um, you could buy a nice one in the low 20s. That mm-hmm. same car now is in the low 30s. Mm-hmm. R32 Skyline GTR, the car you drove. Yeah. We bought that. That was two years ago. We bought that for 22 grand. It was just very, very nice. Yeah. Bone stock. Did a few things to it, right? So it was like 25 into it. That same car right now that was 22 grand. Yeah. Is $40,000. Unbelievable. Now at 22 grand, that's a fun car. Yeah. It's a cool car. Mm -hmm. At 40 grand, I can buy a 997 Carrera. Yeah. Or more though. no, they're the junky ones. Yeah, it's because Fox, a year ago, Fox you could buy the nice yeah. 997s in the high 30s, yeah. even down in the low 30s for some of them. Mm-hmm. Now that same car, yeah. Is, everything basically is up 25 to 50% from what it was a year ago. That's was that what we were talking about, like the semiconductor shortage? Yeah. Is that, well, know? no. So this is what's fascinating oh, yeah, to right. me, right? It's like this confluence. So, And again, I'm no expert, but what I see and what I've read is basically- No, no, no just tell me you're right. <laughs> I know this. No, it Let me was tell you people. So it was right at the start of COVID. All of these factories shut down. Right, you you know the people were trying to react, didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. So what happened was the new car market basically shrunk, and then when the new car market shrunk, the trade-in market shrunk, so the used market shrunk. Right, so now you have basically less new cars, less used cars, mm-hmm. all of that together. And then flash forward, you have coupled with that, all these people are leaving cities because of COVID and all of these people are avoiding public transit who are still living in cities. Mm-hmm. They all want cars now. So there's like all of this together. And now the semiconductor issue that I still don't even really understand exactly how, how are you all buying this from the same place? Mm-hmm. Can't you find some other places to buy it from? But it's just, it's how it is. That so, is the freaky thing of that manufacturing, like that's at that scale. Yeah. It's like it's basically normally it's two or three yeah. guys that effectively make the world supply of like name a hundred, you know, mm-hmm. worldwide yeah. products and like semiconductors. I mean, like for the car industry, right? Like in Japan, Nippon Denso mm-hmm. is effectively the OEM manufacturer for every Japanese car, mm-hmm. every accessory, yeah, every like it's it's all Nippon Denso. Mm-hmm. It may say something different when you when you get it yeah or when you go to buy the replacement yeah but it's all them mm-hmm. and it's like how do you own everything the whole market yeah <laughs> like how is there no like was the competition just too late to the party and they were like you know the capital the capital outlay and the infrastructure was just no nah, i'm out man i'm tapping but a part like, of it is i mean it's i think it's backer economics right i mean it, it some of that comes into yeah. play but it, when you're at that kind of scale and you're working on these kinds of margins right? yeah but that's what i mean like that's what's so interesting about the technology industry and also the interconnected like i at work i have two separate entirely unrelated projects both waiting because the same supplier in texas makes the polyiso foam that is the insulation and shut down when that hurricane thing happened yeah. they didn't have power for like mm-hmm. two months that same that same one company is like, yeah, sorry, we're going to be a couple months behind. And so like these random like unrelated, they're like, hey, listen, the doctors are going to be late. Also, your keg cooler is going to be delayed. Like, what? how do they? These don't go together. Wait, what? <laughs> but it's one one company with yeah. foam. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, I man. I know early on, like you know, when when everything kind of first hit and everything really shut down, like I get for like three to six months, like. Okay, the new car prices went up because you couldn't get them because there were almost none coming in. Mm-hmm. Like I like I, I knew I, I have a buddy who 
he was trying to buy a used Tacoma mm-hmm. or taco for our Toyota yeah. enthusiasts. Yeah. So for the same uh, price as a new one. For the same price right. as a brand new one. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so obviously he just got the new one. You get better <laughs> financing anyway. Yeah. Uh, but like, he's like, he's like, yeah, like they literally, they don't, they, they're already bought before they even get off, loaded off the truck. Yeah. Um, and yeah. then, and they can charge that much for the used ones because you can't buy the new ones because those are all already pre-ordered. Yeah. <laughs> my, my neighbor just made a deal on a truck that will be here in a month. Yeah. Yeah. He made a deal on a truck that in a month is actually going to physically be yeah. in the state of Pennsylvania. Yeah. And that was like real time shipping. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was insane. But I just, I just remember like looking at all the cars and I'm like. Like we can't. Like, how are we gonna give away like GTRs when they doubled in price? Mm-hmm. We certainly didn't double in revenue. No, <laughs> and certainly not in customers or orders. Like, so like, so we just can't. Like, we can't afford them anymore. And like, it's a cool car. Mm-hmm. And for twenty, for twenty twenty five, it's a heck of a car. Yeah, if you're into Japanese, yeah. you know, turbo cars from the nineties. But at forty, right. You should just now start giving away just the biggest bombs. <laughs> Give that away instead. Like, here's my 1986 Mazda 626. <laughs> Rusted out. But it's free. <laughs> That's the market. I'd be open to that for RCR. Like, I'd literally, we'd just hang out. Like, buy some of the stuff that Justin Kramer posts on there. Like, yeah, this is a 1978 Opal. Because <laughs> he has one in his pole building. Really? When GM was selling Opals briefly oh, yeah. after the yes. gas crunch. Yep, for a very yeah. brief period. Yeah, he has a US Opal sitting in there. Well, they had that in the Opal GT. Yeah. Um, yeah. The GT was whew, I mm. I want to drive a Corvette C3, but even slower. <laughs> yeah. And smaller. Yeah, yeah, harder to get into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Do you have anything that's Far worse than a Miata. <laughs> I wouldn't say worse than the C3 in initial build quality. You no, I, that's why it. I said Miata. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was fair. still GM. <laughs> Be fair. Yeah, it didn't have the crossfire injection. Though. <laughs> Here's a Gab says, uh, my Goldie, uh, my Goldie, which I guess is, oh, it's an Outback, has an H6 Outback, uses premium California price per gallon. And I don't know what they're on about it's not a question but i think thank you for your donation so uh yeah uh, yeah i think the subaru flat sixes of that time needed premium mm-hmm. yes you're right that's why the tribeca was a complete failure yeah because it was a, a family vehicle that took 93 well that was also 91. was that when they tried to call it the b9 yes the b9 yeah. tribeca yeah yeah, yeah. I actually What's liked I actually liked it because I had the Hawkeye front end. Yeah, but it was universally hated. Yeah, and I was like Subaru finally gets like a little uh, feisty, and everyone's like, "You suck." What's mm. the name of the new one? The Ascent. Ascent. Yeah, it it it's very similar. Yeah, to the Trebekah, like yeah. that style. It was before its time. I mean, I'm it not was, saying it looks like an evolution. I'm it not was saying it looks too insane. innovative. Yeah, too innovative. But now they're like selling <laughs> out of those things. Now really? people love them. Yeah. The Ascent's great. Yeah, I mean it's a detuned STI block or STI block, and yeah. I think the STI two turbo, um, but it's just yeah, it's detuned a little bit. Hmm. That's the engine they use, and like the guy who's over at more Subaru uh, who likes RCR says, I can't wait for Cobb to actually break, like figure out how to do this thing. Imagine this thing with three hundred ninety horsepower. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. But again, 
a weird thing that it's claiming a tow rating of like four thousand pounds and something like out of a four banger with a don't turbo. Don't do it. Yeah. Just don't do it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like a like a light downhill grade. Yeah. You know, with a like a a a, a, a gust of wind behind. Yeah. Tailwind. Yeah. 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 Maybe. Maybe. My, my buddy we'll try to go one, my buddy has one in Vegas and when he was breaking it in right he's in the desert and he's trying to break it in and he was getting horrible mileage on the break in period right yeah. like it's pretty good now but on the, even on the highway he was averaging like 13 Ooh. and i was like i was like well you should have bought a 200 series land cruiser because that's what i tried to talk yeah. into of course at the start and i get 13 yeah. <laughs> yeah and i was like i get 14 on the highway hey now. i'm driving 90 miles an hour so <laughs> and i'm pulling 5500 pounds right? yeah <laughs> What are you doing? <laughs> Boris, and I can tow your car and your in your brother's car yeah. <laughs> up a mountain. Yeah. <laughs> Boris again. Thank you, Boris. Uh, Boris says my dad had a 2001 Plymouth Neon. That mm. is uh, the second mm. year of the second generation mm -mm -mm. <laughs> that he got to over 500,000 miles. What? what? And the body was still intact? How many engines? How many transmissions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was retired was after a cluster a kid. mileage. <laughs> what did it in was he got into an accident. A kid ran a red light. Dad was okay, but it was totaled. I just wanted to share my story. So many, many memories in that car. Boy, that is Thank devotion you. to get that car. Because there is no payoff to that. No. Other than love, there is no reason Absolutely. to invest that much maintenance. That is that a car. single cam. Yeah, single cam, non-variable valve. Well, I guess the engine was technically a little bit simpler than the double cam that was in the first gen, mm -hmm. or optional double cam that you got in the first gen. Yeah, neon. yeah. The, the only <laughs> double cam you could get in the second gen neon was the Mitsubishi one, the the one with the Mitsubishi the turbo. Yeah, yes. yeah. I mean, the, the ending days. A part of that, I guess, to be fair to the neon, I was never a big neon fan. You like them, okay, right? Like, it, it was my first car. Yeah, but neon. like, I was never a big fan. But to be fair to them, they were also american throwaway cars oh yeah where by by like five years in it was like this has no value mm -hmm. i'm just going to sell it to a 17 year old and inevitably the market went 17 year olds i'm going to take the hood off and i'm going to take the exhaust off and i'm going to just beat the all living hell out of this car and make it fun yeah so like it's not surprising that so many of them went that way but i yeah. just yeah I, I was i was amazed I think they were like twelve grand. Like new, yeah. new, yeah. Yeah. My first car was uh, my dad's hand-me-down, nineteen ninety-three, beige on beige, manual steer, <laughs> manual windows, manual shift, Saturn SL one. Nice. I had the black unpainted bumpers. Hell yeah! We don't do that capitalist pig dog painted bumper <laughs> twin cam stuff. Yeah. Uh, but that thing was a one point nine single overhead cam, mm -hmm. and it died because my stepbrother eventually you know 20 years later put it into a on-ramp curb and just like wrecked the front suspension but it was already at like 280k yeah i mean like those yeah it, it was yeah. it was a rubbish car mm -hmm. but like it would not die no what happens like, when and a manual steer front engine car mm -hmm. yeah it was like you didn't even have to go to the gym yeah it's like i'm just gonna go get some milk i'll be back well what happened to you yeah <laughs> well, it was like nine extra turns was a detour <laughs> No, but those were like that was when the plastic when, panels. Yeah, GM so bend they shattered. GM tried to like <laughs> they they literally they cheated on Honda. Mm -hmm. They were like, look, Honda was filling out the test, and GM was like looking over yeah. and like trying to like you know. But they were, you know, I remember my buddy. I don't mom, get it, but I'll do it. My <laughs> buddy's mom had one, and she all she wanted was the cheapest car she could buy with air conditioning. Mm -hmm. Whatever that is, 
That's what I want. And yeah. that was... Well, that's always American. That's always American. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> one thing we can do is air conditioning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. We will find a way. Such a weird, like, Pennsylvania thing. People... Uh, we were having this conversation before. People who will buy a new base model car. Instead of an interesting older car? Mm-hmm. Even lightly older? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm excited about that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, because I have a new. new that means yeah. nothing can break or is not allowed to, it's, and it cost me it's money. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's my brand new Chevy Blazer. Here's my Hyundai Santa Fe. Yeah. yeah, I like to. I like what I like to do when I buy a car is take all the money out of my wallet and light it on fire, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then step on it for a little while, and then One I'm shot. like, yeah. One shot. Uh huh. Drive around and show my friends. <laughs> it's Matto uh, with a generous donation. Thank you. Saying post-restriction travel money. And yes, you are right. Australia gets priority over everybody else. When RCR can go internationally, it is Australia. But who, I know like the Caldina. They were the only, New Zealand and Australia, the only places outside of Japan that got the oh, Caldina. Did they? Ooh. Oh, so, so there are gotta, plenty of them there. Oh, so yep. Mm-hmm. And I gotta go. And I gotta mm-hmm. find one. Um I have a question for Roman. Well, he's not here, so I'll do my best to answer it. <laughs> I'm the, uh, apparently the stand-in Roman for most of these people. Will he do an RCR story on the history of Holden while down under? I mean, the history of Holden has been done a lot. Yeah. And I, I guess as an Americ- as Americans, we could give our story, but we never lived it. We never felt Holden. We, no. we got a few Holden cars, the G8. Right at the end of Pontiac, mm-hmm. we got the we last breaths, but they were the, the they, that was like a 10 year old Commodore, yeah, you know, so it's like hand me downs from your uncle. Right. If you do it though, you need to do it as though this is the only authentic story of Holden, <laughs> just to see what happens. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. conviction, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. I am the expert, <laughs> let me tell you. Let me tell I you, I do want to drive like the old turbo commodores from like the 80s that uh, uh, they showed me some videos when I was in New Zealand of like car culture back then. And they were doing the thing where the the turbo spins backwards and makes the sound, but unlike an MR2, this is hurting it. So, <laughs> or is no wait the the the, the fluttering of the Gen Four fluttering is, off throttle is just air bouncing around in the intake. Okay, it's not spinning <clears throat> the turbo back on throttle flutter is surge. That's oh, okay. what kills turbos. Oh, when okay. you have a mismatched compressor and turbine housing which were a lot of the early turbos that were not properly sized. Um, so you could get that. The Gretti TD-06 would get that sometimes. What's that? Um, that was a uh, very common turbo to slap on three SGTEs okay. um, from the 90s. You know, the Gretti TD-06 and then the T-67. That was the big dog. Came with a tubular manifold that would always crack because it wasn't supported mm. by anything. <laughs> so it just kind of hang there and then hang there and then... <laughs> um, but yeah, they, those were they were not properly match the compressor and the turbine size the compressors mm. were way too big uh and the turbine was too tiny so you'd get on throttle surge okay. that is bad for a turbo but no vaguely modern turbo is even capable of doing that uh and if you over boost like if you're making too much boost you blow the motor before you blow the turbo so you yeah. have bigger problems okay <laughs> you, know, you have to over spin a turbo to hurt it but that's still kind of hard to do because then they just move hot air it's not like, oh. they like spin off their bearings or something okay hmm they're already spinning at 120,000 RPM. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. That's insane. I didn't know it was that high. Yeah. And the ball bearing ones probably go up to like 200,000 RPM. God damn. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, just like a, your your 90s, early 2000s turbo was 120,000 RPM. That's what we spent. Nuts, right? Yeah. yeah. You're like, hold on a second. It's spinning at 
50 times as fast as the engine? Yeah. <laughs> that is wild. How is think that about possible? It. Yeah, that's crazy. Hmm. Far that's, as... why never, that's why you never put your finger in there. <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a food blender. Forrest asks, uh, I'm listening at work. I just sold my 1993 Geo Metro for $750. Well done. And <laughs> I'm currently changing a fuel pump on a 96 F-150. Uh, here's $5 from Salt Lake City, Utah. Also, Ranger is God. No, Ranger is good. Or both. Maybe both. Mm -hmm. I like the old Rangers from the from the eighties, those yeah. square ones, so you yeah. can fit. I like the into. commercials for Ranger because they just say Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yes, it's yeah. working. That, yes, if it's that's working. a tagline. Like Sam Elliott talking or something. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. <laughs> Will Downs says, uh, "My Civic uh, died off getting off at the." I, I will uh, try. Do you want some of this? This I'm not. I wasn't. The style. I like to say. I like to say this as an insult nowadays. Nowadays, I wouldn't say I was blown away. Uh, <laughs> life is so good. That's an insult now. Yeah. Try uh, one of the. Try one of the Alpine loggers. Yeah. Do okay. Do you want to try that? The stout. Yeah. Do you want to try this? Yeah. All right. Thank. Thank you, Justin. Hi. Will Down says my Civic Alpine. died getting off the yeah. North what Bend exit. For locals, it's the one with the roundabout. Uh, I don't know where this is. It shifts but doesn't move. Uh, it shifts but doesn't move once you are in any gear but park or neutral. Any ideas? So you're in. You have an automatic and it's not going anywhere. So I don't know if that. I don't know what kind of Civic you have. Do you have a, a one with a CVT or a traditional automatic with a torque converter? But you're saying it moves in park, which. I mean, it's already, if it's not moving, obviously this is some pretty significant transmission concern. Yeah. But if it moves in park, that means what? I mean, basically everything's shot, right? If you don't have the e-brake on, your parking pause dead too. And Right. It shifts, but doesn't move once you are in a gear. But park, park or, or neutral. neutral, but I guess park and neutral is operating normally. And that it doesn't move. So you just have no forward motion. All right. Uh, best case scenario is that your linkage just uh, maybe a, a cotter pin or something mm -hmm. came off mm -hmm. and your linkage is just dangling down there. Yeah. In which case, that's just a job for a floor jack, a new cotter pin, and maybe a pin. Or I don't know, get an old screwdriver and just cut off the handle, shove it in there. Great, now your linkage works again. See what happens. Um, when I your Civic? I don't know. Because Honda had some bad automatics in there. Yeah. Yeah. That's why Honda has to be stick shift. Yeah. Yeah, that's my, my, my hope is that it's just like some linkage thing that came off. And then that's a, literally a three cent repair. But if you have internal problems with that transmission, whomp, whomp. And as uh, Justin was talking about with uh, Japanese transmissions, it's pretty much the engine and the transmission that all comes out of the car. Yeah. And at that point, it honestly, with like labor, it may be cheaper just to get a whole new motor, mm -hmm. which you may be able to get a lower mileage motor for like, I don't know, $400 or something like that. And just say, hey, change this. And then they look like, OK, we're changing something on a Civic. Fine. Yeah. Put in a new engine. Change now, it's going to be labor because 
the, the newer it is, the tighter that engine is going to be in, in the, uh, in the uh, engine bay because of all the accessories we demand now. Refresh. <laughs> we may have to get the sign. It's already almost 9 p.m. Is it? This, yeah. Oh, a quarter of nine. Well, you're pretty close. Uh, How many people are on right now? Uh, let's have a look. Uh, oh, it's kind of a lower day. Uh, 78 people are watching right now. Um, we yeah. probably can get stats at the end of this. It's, you know, people come, people go. But should I come or should I go now? Nice job. We got uh, Proto, Proto Zero Star. Uh, says, okay, here's, uh, here's another Toyota question. How much do AW11 MR2s go for now? Okay, there are sub answers that there are multiple <laughs> answers to this question because there's more than one kind. Uh, my friend, hilarious. oh boy, my <laughs> friend has one that he got for $800. No, he did not. He says it <laughs> runs and drives but needs some love, which means it needs everything. Some love. Uh, ran when parked. Yeah. Yeah, I know what I got. No low balls. That's Craigslist ad. I've I've read it a million times. It burns some oil. Mm, if it's a Toyota and it's burning oil, it's gone bye bye. Yeah, <laughs> unless it's um, turbocharged, then we consume a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. no, eight hundred dollars. An eight hundred dollar. Fifteen years ago, you could buy beaters for that. Yeah, there's well, still those weird barn mm -hmm. finds. Though. Yeah, I mean, like if you're in the right part of the country. Yeah, and it's like you're like it's like a grandma or like somebody. Somebody died and ended up. I don't know. This is like nice... a, some Lotus or some European <laughs> yeah. car. I yeah. don't. That's what that's they the say. That, they say that Lotus helped design the chassis and Yamaha made the engine. In the Midwest, it's, it's like Mustang value, Mustang expectation. Right. Right. And then it's like uh, most Japanese cars value expectation. Right. Like there's For this sure. weird it's a different culture. Yeah. Because yeah. they're like, yeah. I I don't know. It was a Honda Civic and it's 12 years old. Yeah, but that's a that's an SI and it's in perfect shape. Yeah, that's that's like twelve thousand miles. Car. I'm figuring like six grand. Yeah. That's probably about the best we're gonna do. It's oh just... a haggle either. Firm. I'm firm on that. That's it. <laughs> yeah, no. Um an AW eleven. Okay, so you have Rooks or a Mark One. You have you have three different. I'm gonna break it down to three yeah. different versions. You have Good, the yeah. Mark One A, you have the Mark One B, mm -hmm. and then you have the AW11 SC supercharged. Mm -hmm. A double. If you have a supercharged one, I don't think you could get one for under fifteen thousand. Um, Not one you'd want. No, because um, you literally can't replace any parts in that car. Oh, really? No, they mm -hmm. weren't around ten years ago. Mm -hmm. It's unrepairable. As, as much as a Japanese car can be, that car is. The supercharger, or are mm -hmm. we talking AW11? The supercharger. Okay. The AW11, I mean, it's it's now a matter of degrees, but the supercharged 10 years ago, you couldn't get anything for them. I see. You know, where you could still get some AW11 stuff. You can still get some AW11 stuff from Japan, but like, you know, the, the old manufacturer rule that I was told by Toyota, um, you know, 15 years ago was when they built a new car, they built 10 years of spare parts. Mm-hmm. To go along with like what they projected the number the number sold was going to be. Mm -hmm. Now cars that they just kept selling and kept selling, they obviously made more runs of those parts. Cars like the MR2 where that didn't happen, they never made more runs. <clears throat> so we were five six years ago for the SW20s, we were running out of this, this new old stock mm -hmm. um, from Japan. Uh, 
for regular kinds of parts. Mm. The AW11 was five years before that. Yeah. So like if you're buying an AW11, it better be damn near perfect, which is a, a tall ask for mm. a 35-year-old car now. Yeah. Um, but just know that the only parts you can get for that car that don't come from Japan are an oil filter, spark plugs, and uh, maybe brake pads. If you find, really? uh, you know, you find the right place. But yeah, like they're 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 as almost as unmaintainable in America as like a you know that vintage Italian car would be. Really? Just because they just didn't make the parts, and there's not enough demand, there's not enough volume for someone to be like, I'll make more of these. Like the guys who bought DeLorean. Yeah, and all yeah. their and all their tooling. Mm-hmm. They didn't even buy the name. The name was valueless. They just bought the tooling right. in California, and they started making new DeLoreans. Mm-hmm. Well, that's because people that don't know any better and like Back to the Future, which was a great movie, yeah, yeah. Um, and don't know the DeLorean is a colossal piece of garbage, right? <laughs> um, right. are willing to pay ninety thousand dollars for a new one. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you can eat, you know, spending a couple million dollars on the tooling, right? Yeah, yeah. but not on a car that even now is only worth. Really nice SC. My you know, go up into the twenties. A really nice non-SC is now a ten to fifteen thousand dollar car. Yeah, and you could buy a lot more cars for 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 that kind of money. Yeah, um, being uh, you know a hardcore Toyota guy who who you know cut my teeth on the AW11s way back in the day, but it's just it's just not a maintainable car in the real world, and certainly not as a daily. Hmm. What would you do for stuff like all those crazy uh, coolant lines running from the front to the back when they get make tracked? Them. You have to make them. Yes, they mm-hmm. don't exist. Okay, they haven't existed for the SW20 for 15 years. Oh. No, you you buy entire parts cars. We at the end of when we were building cars, and that's four years ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, like building cars for customers, we would buy in entire donor cars just for the AC lines. Really, just for the heater core lines. Now, the heater core yeah. lines, you can ultimately just like solder back together or you can just replace the the leaking part with a piece of hose and clamp it in and you put it back up um be able to pull the whole freaking tank out it's like a you know, eight hour job uh but that stuff there there's stuff you can make mm-hmm. and now like a clutch line the clutch hard line runs right from the front of the car from the master obviously yeah. all the way back to the slave yeah that's a like 19 bend single piece holy shit of tubing um, oh, still took me actually. Uh, and you know, do you think those survive being removed when people like tear cars apart? No, Ugh. but you can't buy that part, that line doesn't exist. So, so you just take like a braided, you know, hmm. just it would never be worth their time. So, you yeah. just take a braided steel line, okay, and you run it straight back. You end up with a much heavier clutch pedal, which makes the car not as enjoyable to drive. Uh, but you could drive it, yeah. But that's the kind of thing you have to do. But when you're talking about the AW11s, you're talking about like fundamental problems like. Your distributor is bad. Oh, and right. Those little things, like even the Sarah has, it's sitting on the end. You need of new the... plug wires. <laughs> some shop has to fab. They were talking about that about no? the Sarah plug uh, spark plug line. You could have something made. Yeah. Oh but yeah. You're not a person of means, right? That can do that, right? If you have like a cheap old car, right, if right. you have an expensive one. Okay, maybe. Right, right. Uh, but yeah. yeah, that's the problem. Like, they just they didn't make enough of them to warrant any further production runs on the parts. Mm. The aftermarket isn't obviously going to bother for the exact same reason Toyota didn't bother. Mm. Mm. There's just no economic. There's no. There's no financial case. Mm. So, so if you buy they one, will, you got to buy two. That's right. Basically, that's right. And like, 
and that donor still has to be in like pretty good shape. Otherwise, most right. parts aren't going to be right. useful. <laughs> so you really kind of have to buy like two nice cars, one really nice one, and one like a, moderately nice one. A buddy's dad has a, a MGB, and he has like mm -hmm. three. Yes, but the other the yeah. two donors are stored outside, <laughs> mm -hmm. and so every time he's like, "Oh, such and such went," and he goes to grab it, he's like, "Yeah, that one was bad too." And no. then he just ends up ordering one online. I'm like, "Why do you have the two then? Like, yeah. what are they?" Yeah, doing and those cars because like they're like classic. Yeah, 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 like like the old Toyotas are now classic by year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but like not by industry. No, you know, like you could build a '67 Camaro literally from a parts catalog with no actual car to start with yeah, yeah. you can just order yourself all the parts to build a whole new car yeah, yeah. <laughs> because the they made millions of them yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. when they're uh, still popular yeah and they're know. still huge and they've been huge for 50 years yeah yeah uh, but yeah like the japanese interesting japanese cars never had that scale and uninteresting japanese cars had that scale but they're not around anymore no one's restoring a an 80 yeah. camry yeah you know God, <laughs> well, and you're gonna and toyota shared a lot of the the fundamental basic parts across a, obviously a lot of their their yeah. cars back in the day so like you have any old you know toyota i don't know if this is bad with honda because i'm not as well acquainted with their with their yeah parts parts supply mm -hmm. uh but it, it's just it's just the, the the market isn't there unless yeah. someone was just independently wealthy and an enthusiast and was like yeah yeah all right, i'll do a yeah. run <laughs> i'll do a run of like clutch lines I mean, that I'll sit know. on for the next 50 years. <laughs> yeah. That's how long it'll take to sell my minimum order of a thousand. But a part of it too is I would say in, in outside of the outside of the sporty, the fun, the cold, the other piece of Japanese cars is like in this climate where we are, they yeah. also outlast the rust. Right. So yes. you end up with these cars. Anything that, after the nineties. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. like like the you yeah. know, I mean a lot of the old trucks, the the truck is fine. The yeah. engine will start and drive and do yeah. whatever you want it to do. It may have parts of it fall off, but okay. it will still do whatever you ask it yeah. to do. Yeah. And have some extra air conditioning holes. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> unlike the unlike the big three that we're smarter, we're like, let's make sure we don't over-engineer this. So both die at the same time. <laughs> then you buy more cars. Hey. And we make more money. Hey. <laughs> Wait, you mean having cars last 30 years isn't good for business? Right. <laughs> huh. So that's that's one of a hell of an answer, uh, proto something star. Uh yes. There, Sorry. There, there is no no, it is a good answer because <laughs> Sorry, I, but I'm just saving you lots of time, money, and aggravation. Sorry, yeah. not sorry. Yeah, I think like my MR2 AW11 Mark B. Oh, yes. You also preferably want a Mark B AW11 than a Mark 1 because the Mark 1B had that reinforced thingamabob inside the transmission so it didn't pop out fifth. Yes, and they also didn't have the as much of the oversteer because they didn't have her sway bars like the Mark 1As did. Um and uh you know they have that fancier little uh urethane body kit. Mm, um, yeah. Um that the A's didn't yeah, there are a number of number of little things. Back in the day, I used to know like every single individual thing. Uh, so it's all meaningless in the real world. But, uh, but yeah, no, they're and, and they made as with any low production Toyota, the first years when the most of them were made by far. Mm. You know, the first year in '85, um, that was I forget what it was for the Mark One. They actually made a lot more Mark Ones. I think it was like ninety thousand to the U.S. over five years. Oh. Whereas the really? twenty was you know was a quarter of that. Um, but the first year of the SW20 um, in 91 was 11,000 cars. Then it was six. Then it was three. Mm -hmm. Then it was 1,600. Yeah. Then it was 800. And mm -hmm. just think uh, if Toyota even had the balls to do that today. Yeah. They wouldn't make that. 
Yeah. Well, and legally, you can't make that car anymore. It's a death trap. Yeah. Like properly set up, it's amazing. But like from the factory on those ridiculous, like four by four, you know, 90s (laughs) Japanese car springs uh, and 14 inch 60 profile tires all the way tucked in, like, no, even in NA, like most of them ended up on the wrong side of a hedge. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was no bueno. I, I grew up racing them and I still looped three of them on the road. Whoa. Now, admittedly, I was being moderately aggressive on an on ramp in the pouring rain. The 530 in the morning. <laughs> but let's not get bogged down with who has what kind of drive. You had all-terrain tires. It, yeah. it should have been fine. I actually had bald rear tires, which is the reason mm. I actually hit the curb mm. on that car, bent the rear tie rod. Yeah. And they flew off the road in between two of the white posts on the on-ramp, the old on-ramp from 287 to 80. And I flew off at about 65, but it was wet, so I didn't leave any rubber marks. But I ended up down the embankment, wedged with my rocker panel against a big rock. So the trooper came and he said, uh, so uh, how fast were you going? And I was like, I don't know. I mean, I was merging, so I was probably doing like 60. He's like, based on how far you slid, I feel like it was probably more than that. And I'm like, listen, I mean, I'm not a physicist, but you know, <laughs> all I know is I'm stuck here on the bottom of this, Here's what I remember. this little gully. And uh, no one was injured. Thank God. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah. But yeah. And then. But back in the day, I always had two MR2s. I had one backup one for whenever one went down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not went down like broke, but like because like I needed a replacement part. And even back then, you're not going to, oh, 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 O'Reilly. <laughs> you know, you're ordering it from somewhere on the internet. Right. Yeah. And so I, uh, I, I put the SW20 down there. I AAA'd it back to the house, went, drove back with the AAA driver, got my Mark One backup car, which mm-hmm. was an 85A. Yeah. And then drove that to work and was still early. Nice. Wow. Well, <laughs> well leave an hour and a half early. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Forrest asks or just or reiterates, and thank you for a super chat just to reiterate things. Uh, you said 93. Oh, who person who was talking about their uh that that they had a 90 uh 9090, not a 1993 Geo Metro. They had a 90 bought it for $93. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a ninety-three dollar Geo Metro. <laughs> That's, That's more believable than a nineteen ninety-three Geo Metro. <laughs> I did actually. I I sold a car one time for eighty-five dollars. <laughs> I'm not kidding. What was it? It was it was the the one I was joking about earlier. It was an eighty-six Mazda sixty-six. This car. So to put in perspective, this car I loved it. Right, it was my first car. It was a family friend. It was like a grandmother to me, and they always had like three to four rusty still running but sort of on their way out japanese cars right nissan they had the remember the nissan minivan that wasn't really a minivan i don't remember what it was called yes they had like three three the quests yeah yeah Yeah. like they had like four or five of those they always had so this was an 8666 it had been like it was like the fathers the sons the fathers again the son and it was just it kept moving around till somebody's like fine i'll take it and so this was the like this like grandmotherly figure who was like literally like they were like my godparents sort of. And I remember going over there and she's like, oh, I haven't given you your birthday present yet. And I'm like, oh, OK, cool. And she's like, well, you're going to be 15 this year, right? I was like, yeah. And she's like, how would you like a car? And I'm like, well, I only have a learner's permit. She's like, that's OK. Your parents can ride with you. Would you like a car? And I was like, yeah. And she's like. We gave you $25 for a car fund in December, right? How about you give me that $25 and I'll give you that car out there? And I was like, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, I'm so stoked. I'm 15 years old, right? These are like, and these are like, 
incredibly like they're I, I could give you some amazing stories about these people. Like my favorite story is another friend of the family got turned around in directions coming to visit my little hometown. This is a little town, Northern Indiana, 6,000 people. Nobody lives there. He got turned around and he's trying to stay on these people's couch for the night. And he gets, he had delays and this and that. So it was like one in the morning. This is an older couple. He's like, listen, I don't want to wake you up. I'm so sorry. I'm coming late. They're like, that's okay. We're going to leave the front door unlocked for you. Just come in, make, you know, the, here's where the guest bedroom is. So this guy gets in town at one in the morning and he, opens the front door is unlocked and he's like i don't know where these bedrooms are the directions don't make sense he just passes out on the couch he's like i'll i'll pass out i'll get a few hours of sleep it's one in the morning when these people wake up i'll wake up i'll figure out where the bedroom is i just I gotta get some sleep it's been a long drive he wakes up in the morning and this is an older couple and there's like a 10 year old kid sitting at the dining room table eating a bowl of cereal it's like seven in the morning he's like I don't, I don't, did they have a grandson or something? And uh, so the kid's like, oh, hey, morning, you want some cereal? And he's like, uh, sure. So he sits down and he's he's eating the cereal with this 10-year-old kid. And the kid's like, see your friend of, uh, of Ken and Viona. And he's like, who? He's like, Ken, Ken and Viona. And he's like, I don't, I don't know Ken and Viona. He's like, that's my parents. And he's like, oh, okay. I think I'm in the wrong house. And, and he stands up and the kid goes, oh, sit down, sit down, finish your cereal. It's all right. This is what these people were. They were just the most kind, like just benevolent people you could ever meet. Oh, that's not us. No, like, well, cereal. Yeah, like this kid, like he's just used to, there's a random stranger sleeping on my parents' it's couch. totally normal. This must be a friend. This obviously is somebody that I'm cool with having wow. dinner with wow, or breakfast that's... with. Yeah. Like, Nowadays, I'm getting murdered. Right? Yeah. But like that's, a, so anyway, those are the people that gave me the 626 and the whole rear suspension was patched together with like a combination of duct tape and what was not erector set what was the things where it was a little strip of metal connect yes it had that like literally that was what held the yeah. rear suspension up and so this thing was just and it, it, the clutch was almost gone and by the time i learned to drive a stick shift it, it was, was gone, gone. <laughs> it was there was no clutch i had like spray painted the rear wheel wells that were just covered yeah. in rust and just like i i mean i was for me at 15 i was like so excited oh, yeah. but yeah then like my parents were like okay this is not going to be your car we're going to help you find a car that you're going to pay us back for and you're going to find an actual car i was like okay so that, i had a, i bought a 94 civic and I love that car, which was mm -hmm. a so Civic. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah. And they helped me pay for parts of manual, it. I, I, manual license. Of course. Yeah. Of course. 90, it was an EX with the V10. Whoa, whoa. 1.6 liter. Two door or four door? Four door. Uh, with the 1.6 liter. Yeah. I love that little car, though. So rev happy. Yeah, it's still running. So I had to. Somewhere. Oh, no, it literally is. <laughs> I sold it to a high school teacher of mine, and I contacted him two weeks ago because I wanted it back. I was like, well, I will buy this from you. And he's like, I'm sorry, but I gave it away to a woman. <laughs> And I'm like, okay. He's like, yeah, she had some issues in life, and I, I gave it away. I'm like, is it still on the road, though? He's like, oh, yeah, it runs great. We repainted it. He's like, it's still going. Yeah. So that was why I sold my my 66 for $85. It had no clutch. So you made 60 bucks on it, is what you're saying. Oh, absolutely. You learned how to drive stick, just, destroy, yeah. destroy the clutch, and it was like, thank you for my $60 yeah. profit. Yeah. I told him I was selling it. I was like, I'm sorry I'm doing this to you. And they're like, that's okay. You just had to learn. Like, they were happy. That's Almost unbelievable. It was, it was <laughs> growing up in rural Indiana, man. It was good times. Jesus. 6,000 people. Yeah. I mean, I grew up in Tulsa County, but it was a lot more than 6,000 people there. <laughs> Not quite that rural. Not quite that rural. New Jersey, pretty rural for New Jersey. Yeah. So what, what, how many do we have to get through? Uh, half dozen, maybe. Oh, okay. 
Okay. Uh, Joe Rinaldi, uh, that's a Pennsylvania name, says uh, 1990 Probe GT. Ooh. Uh, underrated power to protect Mustang? Hmm. I don't know what the question means. Uh, well, the Probe GT was the V6, three liter V6 from the Mondeo. Okay. Which did make 200 horsepower and from the front looked a lot like an SW20 MR2. Mm hmm. Like very easily mistaken in profile and like uh -huh. just like the fogs on or something. You're like, no, that's not. That's not yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah. Oh, is is he saying uh, question mark underrated to protect the Mustang GT question yeah. mark? Oh, they underrated the power to yeah. protect it. Well, well I, mean, I mean, it wasn't underrated that much though. It was rated like two hundred. Yeah, uh, or probably one ninety back then. And what was the point, displacement on the V six? Three liter. Oh, but the right. GT, the Mustang GT, I was going to say that was at that point different. would have been the the five five oh was still yeah. there, and that was only two twenty. Yeah, mm -hmm. on a good day. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, under uh, I don't know about actual power underrated, but I think the Probe GT was underrated as a car, probably because it was an early '90s Ford attempt at making an import car. Yeah, and it probably based on the fact that I can no longer find any of them. Yeah, didn't hold up that well they didn't yeah. work out yeah yeah when was when were they going to replace the mustang with them that was the original yeah. thing they that was said the, they might do that was the late how, 80s though how true yeah oh you mean like when porsche was going to replace 911 with the 928 yeah but everyone's like <laughs> yeah but no but i mean with ford it was like this like you can't take away the mustang like yeah. oh no wait this... that, yeah it they well, they, wanted, they, they were going to do it oh yeah, yeah like it was happening yeah and the 911 people were like with all due respect, I remember I'm saying with all due respect, yeah. I'll freaking murder you. Yeah. <laughs> this is your legacy. Yeah. yeah. 40 years later. Wow. Yeah, that's bringing a flag. There was one in my neighborhood that I grew up in. There was a white one. This oh. girl's uh, mom had it. I wanted to date the girl just because I wanted to drive it. Because it was like the coolest car in the neighborhood. It was like, you know, it was like brand new at that point. I was like eight years old. But what a terrible <laughs> name. And then and then the girl, I have proof. Yeah. Right? Uh, a little too Star Trek, yeah, yeah. But then the uh, the girl, like three doors down, her mom had the Subaru <clears throat> SVX, SVX, yes. in teal. Mm -hmm. They made it in teal. Interesting. Tealish. Okay. Yeah, I remember the closest that. Subaru made the teal, not Toyota teal. Aquamarine. Yeah. Was yeah. That their yeah. Name well, that was the, the ninety-one MR2 was Aquamarine Pearl. <laughs> it's kind of like really forest green with a little bit of blue metallic. But they were all like, we had a, my, my parents had a Nissan Quest, a 94 Nissan Quest, and its color was aquamarine. Mm, yeah. Yeah. You can't just say blue green. No. I don't know. Or aqua. No, aqua it's green. This is yeah. way fancy. They wanted it thing. named after the uh, the company that made the uh, the Spitfire fighter. Yeah. Fire. Hmm. Aquamarine. Boris, again. Not aquamarine. For the third They're time. The same idea. Yeah. Boris number three? Yeah, Boris number three. Wow. Uh, he said the neon snapped a timing belt. Nah. Had transmission repaired. Okay. Idled like shit. And at the end was kept alive through cheap labor through cheap labor and cheaper parts. So <laughs> that sounds about right. You did, there is a one guy in this town with this a pretty fresh. I saw it parked at the grocery store from time to time. Yeah. Um uh, a red uh first gen. Neon. Really? Yeah, four-door. Did it have the flower wheels? Oh, remember those? oh yes. Yeah. Oh, that's a throwback right yeah. there. The flower wheels. Mm. Mm. I can't remember. So it's not fancy. a high, I, I don't think it's a high line. I think it's just a regular one. I don't know what the high line got you. It may have just been an appearance package. 
Um, who remembers the Dodge Intrepid? Oh, my uncle had like two or three of those. <laughs> what should we name our front wheel drive platform midsize sedan out, uh, after? How about a World War II aircraft carrier? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and it looked so similar. Like you, that was the era where Chrysler was like, it was if you want to figure out. out which one yes. this is related to, yeah. Dodge Plymouth the Chrysler. It was all the exact same car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They changed the badge, the grill, and that was nothing. It. Yeah, yeah. The, the Dodge Intrepid, the Eagle Vision. What was My it? parents had an Eagle Vision. Oh, yeah. Those were actually kind of cool. But you remember when they came out, they were very futuristic. Yeah. They were yeah, on, yeah. Um, weren't they on it was that uh, Dark Angel? Design or something. Weren't they on Dark Angel, the Intrepids? Yeah, the Eagle with, Vision. Uh, with, uh, Eagle Vision, I think, was also a Chrysler Concord. Concord. That was the Chrysler. Right. Yes. Concord, yeah. the Vision, the Intrepid. Yeah. The, the camcorder, the, the whole design. The, uh, it's the, a longitudinal six yes. running to a front-wheel drive. Yes. So Which it has is like, amazing. <laughs> yeah. If you think about that, that actually took some engineering. Yeah. But that was, that was the end of the DSM days. Mm, yeah. yeah. But yeah, that was, oh man, I remember that. I was like, they're just moving badges and grills around and changing mm-hmm. the name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm 12 and I know. Well, and GM got <laughs> super lazy within the 2000s. Oh they're my God, like, yeah. They're like, what's the difference between these three SUVs? We can put some weird fake slants on the back of one. If yeah. That yeah, yeah, yeah. Just do that. Just do that. How many W bodies did they possibly like J bodies, W bodies, and uh, F bodies? Mm-hmm. Of course, F. Yeah. No, wait. F bodies went into the two thousands. Yeah. Right. Yeah. WS six. Yeah. Was into the two thousands. Oh, yeah. But that's well into the two thousands. Yeah. Yeah. I think mm. I think I had somebody ask me about the most overrated cars and i think ws6 is one of them and because it's just it looks cool from the other end of the parking lot and the closer you get to those firebirds it's just and don't get inside oh yeah love of god God, don't get inside because you're getting into a pontiac grand you you will get inside and it will squeak just looking at you (laughs) like it's just every piece of paneling you're like i'll just change this radio preset (laughs) (laughs) ah Where the buttons just fall in. I'll move my electric power seats. Oh, oh, I'll put my window down. Uh Uh-oh. Right? (laughs) But there's a generation that like... Oh, but LS, because it has an LS1. I remember Mm -hmm. like high school friends like buying that car and loving it. Yeah. And there's still like... I remember I worked with a woman who, when I bought my C7, was like, the the Trans Am you just bought. I'm like... They haven't made those in a long time. <laughs> the so, no. Yeah, that is not what I just bought. You but know that's... that company has not existed for a decade, <laughs> yeah. right? That badge, <laughs> the triangle, it's not a thing anymore. This is... We don't do that. <laughs> that's awesome. But, you know, whatever. Back in her day. Yeah, that was her thing. Yeah. Question from Jonathan Fernandez. Thank you for your donation. Says, your thoughts on the second generation Mazda 3? I've never owned one, but I've always thought it would make a fun, attainable hot hatch to daily. Okay, so Mazda 3, or, oh, excuse me, they said Mazda Speed 3. I was going to say, Mazda 3 is not a hot hatch, Mazda Speed 3 is a hot hatch. All right. That's a Famoco car. Yeah. Yeah. So, would you rather have, would you rather have the Mazda Speed 3 or the Ford Fiesta? Is it, it's a Ford Fiesta. Well, or the Fiesta is a Mazda 3. Uh... No, well, the 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 second gen. He's talking about the Gen One Mazda Speed Three, which would have had he's a it. Focus ST in Europe equivalent, oh, okay. not in America. It was there was no hot Ford at that point. We mm-hmm. didn't get the 
even the Fiesta ST until 16, 17. Yeah. Right. Oh, okay. Um, and then the, the focus, like the focus STs came over. I have, to, I have to educate yeah, myself. Yeah. The, the, the Gen 1 Mazda Speed 3s, I always liked. I actually recently was looking for one. Uh, and I messaged all of the guys that I could find that looked even vaguely decent. Um, yeah. That's the uh, second Gen 1 right there. On the so this guy, did this the guy first say... gen I actually like, I think is better looking. It's a little bit more subtle. Mm hmm. Yeah. I like that one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's that's it. Okay. Um, but finding them were because, they turbo or are they NA? Oh yeah, two point three yeah. liter. It's the it's the Ford and the Volvo, um, two point three liter inline four turbo. Uh, they made two hundred and sixty three horsepower from the factory stock okay. boost, really? and they had to be boost limited in first and second gear because they're front wheel drive, and they would just wheel spin mm. until you got the third. So they were actually boost limited. They actually have like active boost control. Really? Uh, yeah. Uh, pretty cool cars. I've driven the stock one and a modified one. The modified one was pretty impressive. It was making like 300 wheel. Um, and with that 2.3, like, because for a little Japanese car, the two liter is your standard size. Mm -hmm. 2.3 is like a stroker motor. Mm -hmm. You're like a 454, <laughs> you know. Um, but uh, yeah, they, they, they freaking scoot. Uh, but finding ones, I every one I looked at um, was that, yeah, it's the Gen 2. Yeah. Is it Gen 2, is by that time, is that the Ford? No, no, it was Fomoko from day one. Oh, okay. Yeah, Fomoko uh, for Mazda was late '90s into the. But they don't own a majority share. Not anymore. Yeah, but back then they did. Did they? Yeah, because every single part on a Mazda of that vintage says right on it, Fomoko. But they were much better quality than the Fords coming well, out. Of that yeah, because most of them were European market. Yeah, Fomoko. Yeah. Remember, European were, market yeah, Ford right. was good. Like, yeah. that's a byword for reliability. Yeah, yeah. Right? UK. Yeah. In yeah. America, we got like all the hand-me-down garbage, yeah. or just the like. Built for the American idiot. Yeah. Ah. It's like the Green Day song. Mass I don't want to be an American idiot. Talks. Yeah. And that was the American, you know, car design philosophy. I loved the first gen because they were such a good sleeper. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They look just like a regular one. Mm -hmm. The hatch makes them look massively better than the sedan did. Mm -hmm. um, they actually drive really nice. A really good chassis. Really? Um, and yeah, I mean, they make good power. But I couldn't find a single one without rust because it was an early 2000s American car. Mm -hmm. And American cars in the early 2000s. Uh, even up until present, as far as I'm aware, do what after five years? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Bye bye, cheap metal. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah, right out the door. Meanwhile, the 30 year old Toyota, still solid. Nice. Yeah, still rusty. Some of them. That's the problem. Like, but they can be solid. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. you'll find more rust free SW20 MR2s than you will Mazda Speed 3s. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's yeah. 15 years old. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, no. And, no. like, easier to find. Mm. Now, the MR2s are more expensive. Uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah, but yeah, no, the Mazda Speed Three, sweet car. If you can find a nice one, uh, you know, that doesn't doesn't rob it out. I would buy one. Yeah, it was like really underrated because that was when the Mark V GTI came back out, and that was the first like back to basics, back mm -hmm. to the old heritage GTI because the yeah. Mark Four was just like a fat piece of garbage. Yeah. Um, and so the Mark V came out like I think literally the same year. Was, I think they were both out of three, and the Mark V got so much fanfare. The Mazda Speed kind of like. By the same thing when the Mazda Speed Six came out. Same time the Evo Eight came here. Really? Okay. I mean, what we can, we can But do. the Speed Six was cool. It was great. My buddy bought one brand new back in the day. Really? Yeah. When he got his job as a cop, he were was they, like, I'm, I'm "Were they all all-wheel drive?" Yep. Okay. All-wheel drive. So the same motor. They yeah. made they made an extra thirteen horsepower, mm -hmm. two seventy-six. So same as an Evo. Hmm. Um, and much more comfortable to drive. Like much softer sprung. You know, mm -hmm. like but like six-speed manual, like. It was a sweet car, but try to find one of them. Yeah. Mm. But underrated for sure. 
I had True. a buddy who had the good driving. Like, there's nothing wrong with those motors. He had oh, the good. early '90s protege. Remember the yeah the early, when they did the protege S also yeah yeah and then yes. the protege speed yeah they did one well, yeah with the wing little body kit right but no turbo no no this was the basic yeah. this was like yeah. Steely's and Steely's protege, protege. yeah, yeah uh. like, and then he had a he had a speed three and now the last time I talked to him shout out to Grant Everly he's uh, he was driving a Crown Vic. He's driving a Panther. Yeah. He's like, uh, I he had just, one of those. He just about faced. A former cop car or a civilian? No, one? civilian. It was uh, like a 94, maybe. Whoa, yeah. well, that's an early Panther. Yeah, deep tracks. I like, had an 04 yeah. police interceptor car. <laughs> those in, are in, cool. In dark, horrible rattle can gray that they actually painted them when they were cop cars. Yeah. Because you know, all the all the Crown Vicks came white. Mm -hmm. And then whatever they needed them to be, they just sent them to like cheap body shops mm -hmm. and just basically like make out them. Ah. And so, like, you open up all like the lids and stuff, and, like the color, it's all just white. Yeah, you know, like, which is why they had those weird graphics packages. Yeah, and stuff. like yeah. comical government efficiency. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but that car, the best thing about that car, I mean, like, the seats were awful. Yeah. Oh yeah, but like just like rubber floor. The police interceptors had no carpet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was vinyl seats, rubber floor, hose so you could hose blood out. Yeah. Um, and you know you couldn't open the rear doors from the inside, mm -hmm. so you had to let people out. Yeah, you know the back. Uh, but that car. It was probably like eight years ago when I had it. That was when they were still pretty, they were still on the road as cop cars. Yeah. And you could drive in the fast lane at 90 miles an hour on Route 80. And everyone would just see your headlights and just, you go blowing by another cop. They're just like, don't even look at you. <laughs> My one buddy uh, who I used to race with all the time, he, I let him drive it one time and he had like a brand new Beamer 750. Um, you know, like tuned and everything is about like 600 horsepower. Yeah. Uh, and but that thing, he was like drunk with power because no one moves it? out of the way if you're in a beamer. They're just like, look yeah. at this asshole in my butt. No, they see Crown Vic headlights coming up. Right? Yeah. Your brain just goes blinker over, yeah. blinker over. <laughs> you can just go whoop. That fast <laughs> yeah. oh, I man. believe it. He was like, we got back from New York City one time in like 30 minutes. <laughs> what? It should have been like an hour. I was like, what? Bro, I don't think we could do a hundred all the way down every day. He's like, we're fine. Uh, <laughs> those were the days, though, too. Like, I remember making it to Chicago from my hometown, which is like a three, three and a half hour trip, and I made it in like two hours and fifteen minutes because it was like it was like a Tuesday at nine in the morning, yeah, and I no didn't know any better on a, in a Honda Civic. But we were just like ninety miles an hour, and I remember getting to Chicago. And parking somewhere and and being like, oh, well, you got to find such and such. And I had like a cell phone. This is like early cell phones. So I called my dad and I was like, hey, how do we get from blank to blank? And he was like, you're there already. I was like, uh, no, I just mean like when we get there, I was just trying to. I stopped like, to get gas. I was you know, just making sure. Just trying to cover like no, like yeah, because like, you just like yeah, you, know, you were like 17 years old. You're like. Everybody drives 90 miles an hour. Yeah. What do you mean that's no. not the speed limit? Yeah. I never told my parents, and unless they're watching, maybe they're not. One time I made it from Kutztown back here in 30 minutes Whew. on 78. Yeah, that's a haul. Yeah. Was I, it late? Yeah. Yeah. yeah when there's like nobody but 18 wheelers on there? Yeah. It, <laughs> it, it, it was a late. Nope. Nope, that was two in the afternoon. <laughs> because I had to get back. I, I I had to get home. I didn't save really any time. Like I had to be back at Kutztown to go to my work at the Burger Pit on, on campus. Mm, the Burger Pit. Like, mm -hmm. nah, it's, it was more. It's called Sky Ranch Grill. It changed names. You know, like I like yeah, the Burger on, Pit better. Let's go better. It's a great name. It was downstairs in the dining hall, and this place. Like I hate it that the 
they created fake brands on campus. Mm -hmm. Now, nowadays, yeah, at Kutztown, yeah. they do have a Starbucks and there is a Chick-fil-A. Yeah. So but back like, then. But back then, it's yeah. like, we have to make like this look like it's a real business. I remember but those. But it's yeah. all like wood or yeah. Sudoku dining, sir, like yeah. food <laughs> services. Yeah. And it was called Sky Ranch Grill. Yeah. And I'm like, what? From Phoenix, the sky Phoenix Pizza. Yeah. <laughs> Phoenix Pizza. That sounds a little bit Star Wars esque. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it, it had like a Montana theme. So Big Sky Country, okay. Big Sky Burger, okay. and whatever. And the pizza place on the other side of the dining hall was like Pete's Original Pizza. And I'm like, this is like not even like, well, actually, Joe Corby Pizza, like fundraising pizza. Actually, it's pretty dope pizza but it, we just called it greasy pizza because that's what it was anyway i had to make it back for my shift at like 5 to 11 p.m so mm. at two, I, I had to go home to because it was cheaper in gas to go home and do your laundry mm -hmm. than it was to feed the machine down yeah. at the bottom for a dryer that never dried your clothes all the way yeah so i you had to fight people off for three rounds in the dryer oh that sucked yeah. and of course you're <laughs> dumping like a dollar 75 into the thing yeah. and then everybody just throws all your shit out on the floor so they yeah. can do that yeah. anyway yeah. yeah yeah so i'm there in my neon and you know i i kept it at 100 for a while and <laughs> but this was before anything where you just had to like guess where the police were gonna be yeah and but i must have averaged like 80 because i'm like like it's just kutztown exit and there is uh, Lenhart's slow down for Lenhartsville exit because that's where they hide at right. the bottom of the hill. Mm -hmm. Then you nail it right to Hamburg. Mm -hmm. But I didn't get off at Hamburg. I had kept the hammer down all the way to 95, uh, 183. Okay. Um, which is, I forget which exit that is. Yeah. Um, but it's where the sheepskin shop is. And then again, a hundred miles an hour up over the Apple, up over the crest and then down through summit station hmm. and then back home that way up, past um that one restaurant Man, that old people hall. like yeah that's the way i went back because i wouldn't then have to stop stoplights mm -hmm. going through hamburg Skokelhaven, right and then back home oh it's definitely a quicker way to where you're going yeah can we just go back briefly to sheepskin station was the name of the place oh yeah there's mm -hmm. this gas station that seems like that could have been a made-up restaurant brand in the uh in the college uh promenade yeah sheepskin station i feel like they'd send it to Alcanda. Do you know what yeah. that is? Do you yes. know what that is? Not last year. For that extra wool abrasion. <laughs> for the hate. And there's a, again, it's back to Sam Elliott. We're it's six degrees of Sam Elliott. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously yeah. on the picture. Yeah. But you know what I'm talking about there on 78 with um, it's a uh, it's called the Pat Garrett. Oh, I've oh seen yeah. It. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's right by the Miniatures Village. The what? The miniatures village. Yeah, yes. The, the Pennsylvania that, miniatures. That, 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 that place is for sale now. It's, is it? It's going to go bankrupt because shocking. Nobody that there. didn't make it economically. <laughs> I kind of want to buy it though. <laughs> I mean, let's face it, because like every I remember looking at reviews because I wanted to go there like sort of ironically, but also have you like, never been in there? No, I want to oh, see it so bad. It's so corny, but it comes full what, circle. All the reviews say like the ceiling leaks and like it's oh. just like like somebody went there in the rain and it was yeah, like you know that the place puddling. was built like hundred years ago. Yeah. And like three businesses have ever been in there. Because and none of them touched the roof. <laughs> it's it's a miniatures village. How can yeah. you not embrace them uh, really? Every time I would drive past there was one place in PA Ramley I would drive by that was like a uh some kind of like railroad showroom or something like for miniatures you know like yeah g scale h scale so like mm -hmm. my grandfather loves that stuff but it was like it was a whole building for it and i forget what it was called it was something wow. comically you know 80s uh and i was like how is it possible they're still in business 
Who everybody's is, grandpa. Who's paying to go? Right. It's always everybody's grandpa. Yeah, instead of the kids. No. It's the guys that were kids when that stuff was cool. Yeah. yeah. And they literally just either never left it or they came back nope. to it. My grandpa had a model train set. I don't know whatever happened to it, but I, I wanted it. Something fierce. And do I don't know, know whatever happened to it. Do you know, it. like, nowadays, like, those Lionel sets that were literally, like, you know, thrown away, like, garage sale. Like, those are, like, thousands of dollars because really? just like an old car in really nice shape, it's mm-hmm. in beautiful shape. Like, what are the odds mm-hmm. that a child's toy, a young child's toy, yeah, survived yeah. a their childhood in one piece, yeah, b in nice shape, right, and three complete, right, fifty years later, yeah, yeah. Like you're playing with some pretty poor statistics there. But it's yeah. also like one of those like my grandpa, he was a physician and he had a heart attack and that was his like. I am really? stuck at home and I've got nothing else to do. And he was like, well, here's what we're doing. And he had like a mail order catalog and he just bought like, uh, I've got knows how much money worth of like just different like model train parts. And he built this. Catalogs. It was, it was probably two and a half times the size of this table Okay, of just like all sorts of model train parts. Uh, all it was, a, it had mountains and it had all sorts. It was just amazingly just immaculate and like intricate of all the detail. That was like his thing for like six months. And he was like, they put it in the attic. I was like, all right, time to go back to work. And he worked till he was in his like late seventies. He just like, that was what he wanted to do. And he just sat there. Yeah. yeah. My favorite uh, catalog from back in the day, U.S. Cavalry. What is that? U.S. Cavalry was kind of like military surplus. Okay. You could buy night vision goggles. Is this just like Greg Greg Owen's sportsman guide? I mean, this was, we're talking... We're talking mid nineties. Yeah, probably. I don't know. I'm sure it doesn't still exist, but mid nineties to the mid two thousands. Could you buy like like uh, crossbow pistols yes. and yeah, yes. bows, um, strange security measures for outside. <laughs> you know, we won't get into which states they were legal in. Right. right. Uh, you know, like K bar, Marine K bar knives. Yes. Yeah. Like it, magazine you know, the, pouches. A, a knife that like could decipher Russian and uh, you know sleep with your sister. Like yeah, just a multi-purpose. So necessities. Yeah. 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 The, the bare necessities. Yeah. yeah. You know, like everyday life. True prairie living. Right. Right. Oh yeah, African loved you. But I was like. Hold on a second. You can buy night vision goggles, and they're from Russia <laughs> in the late night, in the mid nineties. Like we had just one. Yeah, this is incredible. <laughs> that is pretty sweet. Oh man, it was the best. I never got them. I wonder if they were really too expensive. Russia. But every time, no, of course not. Yeah, they're just playing out stupid children. Uh, but I mean, they were expensive. Let's say not when they were cheap. Like they were real night vision goggles. Hmm. But, like at that point, they could have been Russian surplus. That in the you know in ninety one ninety two when the wall came down, like. Uh, or after the wall came down, they were, you were going over there. There was like some great stories on Netflix. They did, it was called the Odessa, Odessa, Operation Odessa. And it was about these drug dealers um, that were buying stuff for the Medellin cartel to, uh, you know, transport their drugs without getting caught by like on boats and, and planes and stuff. Mm-hmm. So they're about helicopters. And one of them goes over to Russia. And this is like three months after, you know, yeah. you know, the Soviet Union effectively like just completely disintegrated. Right. Uh, and, he was trying to rent a helicopter to go to the place where he was meeting with the general, the mm-hmm. Russian general, to buy a bunch of helicopters. And they were like, no, no, you can't. No, it's it's too expensive. I, can't, I don't even know what the number would be. I mean, I, I don't do a Russian accent, but I love Russian accents. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I wouldn't tell them by doing their accent. And he's like, he's like, no, come on. Like, just tell me. Like, me and my buddies need to go. We need like, we need like three helicopters. Or we need a helicopter to rent. So I came with like two other buddies. 
And they're like, uh, like, uh, all right, you know, I'll go ask my supervisor. They come back, they're like, it's gonna be $150. <laughs> and he's like, excuse me. This is, you know, like like in America, even yeah. so that was like yeah. not that much more, right. you know, not that much more than it is now. Uh, and yeah. and he and she's like, uh, and he's like, <clears throat> he's like, for per hour? And she's like, no, no, for for the day. And he's like, Oh, we'll take three then. <laughs> and they fly in in flying V formation to meet this Russian general by like 15 helicopters. Right. For like, you know, these were at the time, like would have been, you know, you know, several million dollar helicopters. They're buying them for like 150 grand a piece. Yeah. You know, shipping Probably them all that. that. And they try to do a deal to buy an old Russian submarine. Oh, I think I know the story you're talking about now. And it ended up like they took the money of $15 million from the, the, uh, the cartel they were supposed to buy it, and then they end up. One of the guys like steals it, but it's a great Netflix show, Operation Odessa. Hmm. But but that's what it was like. It was the Wild West for like a year, probably. I mean, I don't actually know, but it's probably longer than that. But for that first year, like it was literally the Wild West. It was like American the Industrial Revolution. Hmm. Like when Vanderbilt was just like, I want that railroad. I'm just gonna shoot that guy in the face and take his railroad company. Yeah, you know, like that's what it was. And all these generals like don't have a job anymore, so they're like, sure, because they didn't. They couldn't afford to fly them. They didn't have any. They didn't have any fuel. Really? Like they were the, the Soviet Union was completely bankrupt right. by the by the cold. Well, it was by almost the like martial law at that. It point. was. It was like just effectively complete yeah. anarchy. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was like the military was basically like that's when the KGB like yeah. you know, really took over, uh, killing uh, people randomly. Yeah, but yeah, it was insane. Like you know, <laughs> I was like, hold on. A second. No, I love that You're stuff. Good. When that like I, I went to Medellin, Colombia a couple of years ago, and I really? love that stuff. Yeah, for a buddy's wedding, it was awesome. Did you watch the public? You went to Colombia. Yeah, did many. You watch, did you watch Narco? Yeah, we watched it. Yeah, no, that's like the dark, but like it's nothing like that now. No, 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 that's like the I mean, dark history that, that they want. Yeah, they like yeah. hate that history. Like yeah. literally, that's the biggest thing that people hate. Men, Medellin is like you come there, you're like right. Pablo Escobar, right. and they're like, right. stay away from me, kill you. Like we, but hate we're that. nice now. No, but it's like <laughs> it's it, no, it's a beautiful city. I felt very safe. Like really? legitimately, I told my dad, I was like, I am much more afraid of flying through Fort Lauderdale, Florida, than yeah. I am of being here in Medellin. <laughs> like it's way cooler out here. And but it was like like food prices, hotel prices, a lot of that was cheap enough, but not that dissimilar to this country. Because right. mm-hmm. I know like, who's buying them. Ubers and stuff like that, like the day to day kind of stuff. I remember like getting Uber rides that were like fifteen minutes long, and it was like. Two dollars and forty-three cents has been charged to your discover, and I was like, "This is great!" Like, just we're anyway. going to the capital. Yeah. Where is it? I have no idea. Just drive me around in a circle. <laughs> yeah. for a yeah. I just want to see. The Let's just do loops. Yeah. It was awesome. No, it was yeah. That's an amazing city. Yeah, oh, it's and it's like I mean, there's. I'm not saying it's like it's like Disneyland, but like there was there's like cops on intersections stuff. But like we were in the wealthier areas where he lived, like the kind of like yeah. outskirts, and no, I mean it was. They said it is beautiful. He and... was like one of the top fifty richest men in the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The problem was like he couldn't really do anything with his money. Like they yeah. were like burying yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because tough. otherwise the rats would eat it if you stored it. Yeah, so you had to bury it underground. <laughs> it's tough because when you come yeah. to like Capital One, they're like, we don't really. No, thank you. Yeah. We're not interested in dealing with you. Here's the thing. Sorry, mm-hmm. we're gonna need a paper trail. Credit Suisse actually doesn't have any interest in this account. <laughs> That's the problem crazy uh oh the sign fell down so more people donated uh, <laughs> uh you beautiful people uh tibby tucker something or other um 
uh, with Yen. Uh, what? Says, thank you for rekindling my passion. You don't have to be from the country to donate this dollar amount. You can just pick whatever. Uh, so people like to be cute sometimes. Uh, but it well, uh, doesn't mean adorable. that they're not from Japan. Uh, thank you for rekindling my passion for cars. Uh, oh, I got my Japanese license recently. And your oh, ABC you key car reviews are the reason I bought an S660 ah! Alpha 6MT just yesterday. Looking forward to an RCR Japan trip. Wow. Uh, originally, we were supposed to go in 2022. Who knows when Americans will be allowed in other countries? And uh, but I'd like to go. Um, we'd need fixers, of course, because mm -hmm. I don't speak language. Um, uh, but as we reiterated, Australia gets priority. But uh, that'd be wild for me. I Nick doesn't well, like once to be you're gone in Australia. Too long. You're kind of. Yeah, I mean, closer. there's a reason that Caldina went went there also. Yeah, you're, half, you're just a hop away. Go to Sydney. If you're in just, World War Two, yeah. it's just a couple, you know, yeah. couple boat trips. <laughs> flight, yeah. Now we're in a different category. Now we're in a different category, <laughs> and we're canceled. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, and thank you for your donation. I hope and to get to Japan eventually. God's transmission. You forgot to say that part. God's transmission. Mm -hmm. A Honda transmission? No, the manual. Oh, yeah. 6MT. It's yeah. amazing they still offer one. Yeah. EMT 3440. I just got a 1992 Chevy Corsica. Oh, the Enterprise rent car <laughs> of the 90s. Yeah. And fleet vehicle. I rented a white Everything. on blue interior one. Well, I didn't. My dad did. Uh, back in 1992. Uh, yeah. Please tell me more. $700. Oh, <laughs> Uh, it is a cheap copy of the Civic with worse gas mileage, and the steering wheel is offset. Yes, just like the Lumina. Mm -hmm. Yes. The GM stick, it's, it's yes. on an angle because uh, they were too lazy to put another linkage in there. Mm -hmm. But does it have all the buttons, all the know. giant comical plastic buttons around the steering wheel? That's what you need. The Grand Ams had those, I yeah. think, if you had the Remember nice when they had them across the steering wheel? Just prior to airbags, the no, Grand Prix. I remember a ha yes. I remember seeing them in two clusters, but I know no. what you're talking about. We're yes. Just prior to airbags. Across they the center, yeah. Literally, it was like, oh, the, 80s, the 80s wheels. We're just going to put yeah. 25 buttons <laughs> yeah. on the steering Don't wheel. worry if your hand can or cannot reach them and doesn't know where the horn is anymore. It had like bass and <laughs> We're treble adjustments yeah. on the steering wheel. Yes. Just, why not? We're doing it. Yeah, 92 cars ago. Wow. That's cool. Kicking it old school. <laughs> RCI. <laughs> three zero four four and thank you for the nice uh donation i never knew what a kia stinger was before you did a review so i just bought a 2020 oh, they're still making those things yes i bought a 2021 stinger gt2 last week and i love it thanks for the influence wow and the influ what you have is a fantastically comfortable and nicely fast car that no one looks at yes um it's I don't want to compare it to an M5, but I kind of put it price point in kind of that area. Yeah, you're down 250 horsepower. But... Yeah. <clears throat> but, but I've heard the raw handling, that, yes. that feeling you get. Well, one made. of the, um, they did it, James May raced it on the, uh, I think it was on right before Top Gear ended. He raced, uh, he went up the hill and he raced a bunch of high-speed skateboarders down the hill. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, he, he loved it. Yeah. He was like, he's like, it's got exactly the right amount of power. Mm -hmm. For you know, for a, a fast saloon, that's what you know. That's what an M M three used to be, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. many moons ago. But yeah, I mean, like, but like, cool looking. They make them in like weird, like you know, kind of interesting colors. Yeah, you know, like they're, they're gonna make the concrete grays and 
you know. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. kind of like the what, what's the they don't make them a manual though, right? I don't think. believe so. No, I think they do, but only with the 2.0, not with the fast twin one. turbo, huh? Yeah. Okay. yeah, not with the twin turbo. What's the what's the Hyundai in that's the three door? Veloster. Yeah. Veloster. Where they had like the part that turns me off about those. You remember when they came out and they had all of the weird like active misogyny ads? Do you remember those? Where no, it was, like, I don't. It was, it, was, it was one dude getting out of the driver's side and then it was two women getting out of the front and rear doors on the passenger side and being like, sometimes three is the right number. And it was like, <laughs> this is so creepy. Yeah, because like, yeah, that was that vintage of the, of the three-door hatchback. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. like the RX-8, that was a hatchback technically, uh, was, yeah, it was yeah. all that vintage. And then they did the Veloster Turbo. Mm-hmm. Um, but the end, I've heard a lot of people talk about the end as like a fun, it, it, it's, it's tiny. It's like an behind them. It looks like their wheels are like just slightly the wrong width. Yeah. yeah. Like they're yeah. dead flush the fenders, like a German wheel fitment width wise. Mm-hmm. But then you're like, yeah, just doesn't work. I feel like they're wide enough. But then you're like, oh, it's front wheel drive. So yeah. I mean, I've heard like people talk about them sort of like the mid 2000 Civic Si, where it okay. was like this like raw, yeah, fun. I mean, it's tiny. Just, I'm a little lap dog, and I just want to do what you want me to do. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. Italians mashed this good. That was yes. called. Yeah. The 500 a bar. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Now that car will disintegrate in your hands. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the Hyundai won't because they were like, oh, I see what you did there, Japan. Okay, we're just gonna do that cheaper yeah <laughs> we'll find a way don't worry about it <laughs> wow, congrats um, congrats on the stinger yeah that's a cool car i'd buy one of them joe rinaldi music again just for a clarification thank you for the uh donation says it probably and this is going all the way back to the mazda 3 <laughs> saying probably had a 2.2 mazda engine uh oh wait maybe they're talking about the probe 2.2 mazda engine 145 horsepower 109 pound feet of torque well hmm. unless that, that would have been the, the four-cylinder yeah, but not the GT. The GT was a three OV six. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And they did. They did the Mazda, La- and also based on the Mazda Lantis engine. Yeah. From Japan, Australia, and New Zealand, I had a fortune enough to drive when I was down there, which is the same block with a shorter stroke, making it a two point four liter V six that mm. revs to eight one, I think, or something wow. crazy like that. That's wow. a screamer. Yeah, it was uh, hilariously fun to drive. And, yeah. and the one I drove that belonged to uh, Andrew Lamb from Automation, they had it caged and everything like that. So all you did was stay above six all the time. It was wow. it was great. It was loud. <laughs> and well, uh, if it was caged, I imagine it was also gutted. Oh yeah, there was nothing. <laughs> so loud. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> very legal. Very cool. Wouldn't be a podcast without you. Said just finished driving cross country with a friend from Seattle to Philadelphia. Jesus. In my sister's 2005 Corolla. Oh, Easy trip. Oh, oh. Easy no on the car. I don't know about the people inside. And finally, and had a final road meal at the Dutch kitchen in Frackville. Nice. Yep. Not good pancakes. Any stories from that spot? Um, <coughs> I remember I took my friends from New Zealand there, uh, on our way because they'd never saw Centralia before. So we took them up there. Now, of course it's plowed over. Can't go yeah. on the highway anymore. So it's cool for that. They got to see it before it was ended. Um, I mean, the Dutch kitchen is diner food. Mm-hmm. That's what you're getting. Mm-hmm. But, uh, just a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. I'll just take a bottle of something. You're going. Bottle? Yeah. Whatever. 
Unless you don't want to make the trip. <laughs> oh, I'm making the trip. <laughs> the Dutch kitchen. And I remember I ate there once for breakfast at like seven o'clock in the morning. Cause this is way before RCR. And I think way before grad school part two, I worked as a lister for the, it was a temporary job for the national children's study. And N O R. I think I still have my bad somewhere in my parents' house. <laughs> it was like uh, what my job was was to fill in the gaps on local residences, and this was two thousand and might have been two thousand and ten um, when Google Earth wasn't what it was today. And uh, my job was to go around some of the. Uh, smaller towns in northern Schuylkill County and just verify that these addresses are actually there. Ooh, so my that's a scary mission though. Dude, yeah, cops called on first time uh troopers uh, the town cops and frackle just rolled right up and me like what the hell are you doing? <laughs> Cuz I'm walking in front of people's houses with a clipboard looking at it and just writing things down on a gigantic three-ring binder. So from then on, I would just call um, Skokel Dispatch. Everything I wouldn't, you know, you don't call. I had the number for Skokel Dispatch. I just call the the switchboard and just say, "Hi, my name is Brian Ryder. I'm going to be driving a. Uh, this is just an information call. I'm working for the National Children's Study. I'm going to be working in Gilbertsville today. Uh, I'm just uh, updating maps uh, for Google Earth, and I'd like to give you uh, my description of my vehicle in the case that some old lady just calls this in, that there's a weird guy <laughs> walking around, and the guy's like sleepily saying, okay, yeah, it's, it's a blue Toyota Echo, PA plate, blah, 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 blah. I am five foot nine. I wear glasses. Thank I'll be you. wearing a blue T-shirt. Okay. And then afterwards, I still got some people they're saying, what are you down? What are you doing? And I'm like, hi, my name is Brian. I'm just updating maps for children's study. Yes, me. You're wasting your money. You know, and like weird, like Schuylkill County comments. Mm -hmm. Like, ah, oh, you're just wasting the government's money. Actually, this is a problem. It was pointless to try to, they're just going to vomit words at you. Mm -hmm. And you go, yeah, uh-huh. Because that's how they live their entire life. Mm -hmm. Just throwing up and going to the hosey. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, these people were professional chicken catchers for many years. And now <laughs> this is their new occupation. I told you that story, right? The guy that interviewed, he was a chicken catcher. No, he was literally. So these are these are northern Schuylkill County. There is a rural. It's a free range chicken farm, but it's literally just a giant expanse of what used to be. It was. It's like reclaimed coal mines. OK. And these people just keep chickens on them because the chickens just go around and eat like weeds. Yeah. Like they just eat whatever. And so then when they want to, when they want like, okay, I want 150 chickens. This dude's job at like 19 years old was to go around and catch chickens. These are free range chickens. They have no idea what a human is. So they run from you. Oh. So you have to sneak up behind them and catch this chicken. So we're doing this interview for this job as a warehouse selector. And so we're like, so tell me about a time that you disagreed with a peer and how you handled it. He's like, uh, I didn't really have any peers. I, I pretty much just went around the field and, and caught chickens. Okay, so tell me about a time that you and your boss disagreed about something you wanted to do. Well, that didn't really happen. I just went around and caught chickens. Like every example, this dude's like, I don't know what you're like. It's all like team building and working together. And he's like, I really, I just, I walked around the field and caught chickens. That was my entire day. I was by myself catching chickens, putting them in the back of a pickup truck. That was it. That was all I did. And I just love it because it's such a great, and the picture. Did he that, get hired? 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that with a Schuylkill County accent, like yeah, that yeah. was like I just loved it. That was his whole day. It was like you are hired, and he just he, he got paid like whatever it was, like three dollars a chicken or something. Like that was how he that was the increment of money. It was like how good are you at catching chickens alive without breaking their legs and putting yeah. them in the back of this pickup truck? That's your day. Huh. It's wow. pretty awesome if you think about it. Yeah, for someone who doesn't, that's an interesting. Almost this is almost like a Jocko Willink question. Like in terms of like, uh, I don't know if this is decentralized command, but how do you utilize an employee who likes working by themselves? Mm -hmm. uh, wish he was here. I don't know how you answer that question. But I suppose his, well, yeah, give him responsibility. Give him a little bit of responsibility and see how he does. Yeah. Yeah. Try him out. Yeah. Yeah. I think we've but based finished. On, uh, based on the first Rocky movie, uh, he would have also made an excellent boxer. Yeah. <laughs> Up and down those steps, right? I think all those chickens. I mean, like Rocky had a hard time. We reached. He beat Apollo. That's so, true. Uh, I'm just saying, maybe this guy could have been the world champion. I don't know if he had the build. Eh, let's not get bogged down. I mean, you can get. There. <laughs> <laughs> Question from the uh, regular chat, and uh, we're going to be wrapping this up soon because we've been going for two hours and three minutes. Ooh. Do you have to get up to, for work tomorrow? Oh, tomorrow's Saturday. Tomorrow's Saturday. Hell yeah! Yeah, only I get up for work tomorrow. Apparently. Oh wait, I got to film everyone tomorrow. I know. Really? Like, what kind of? Don't you own the company? Yeah, that's why I go to work on Saturday. <laughs> I got to film something tomorrow. What am I filming tomorrow? Oh, let's film a new intro. We do have to film a new intro after this. Mm -hmm. We got time though. Yeah, we got time. Yeah. I'm the on the only part is the stop motion. That, that's going to take a little bit. I'll show you how to do that with the camera. Oh, um, right. <laughs> uh, question from the regular chat. His name is just Donuts. Uh, Donuts asks, I just finished. Oh, wait. Oh, wait, I don't believe you, Donuts. <laughs> Donut says, I, I finished my permit test. I'm now rocking a Nissan GTR. I think you're lying. <laughs> eh, I don't know. Either that or you are a drug dealer or your parents are really There's some rich kids. Yeah. There's some rich kids. Yeah. Donuts um, is about to write back and, and show you some Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah. Here's Dogecoin. I bought ETH three years ago. Ethereum. But uh, Donuts also had a, uh, another good comment. It says, yesterday I saw a Toyota Matrix XRS that I saw through different eyes yesterday. That is one of my questions. Uh, now that we're down that the 2000s are 20 years ago or coming up to 20 years ago. What? Terrifyingly. That all the 90s stuff is going crazy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, it's already gone crazy. Yeah. Right? Yes. So, yeah. So now the, what is your buy and hold? Yeah, it's not the XRS. That's for freaking sure. It's a Corolla hatchback with one of the most overrated Toyota motors ever, the 2ZZ. Yeah. Gutless down low and gutless on top. <laughs> mm -hmm. I drove it. Like... poor redheaded stepchild. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. What, what I love your... me a Toyota, but no, just no. We used to, customers used to pay us, you know, for Toyota people, you know, significant money to put 2ZZ six speeds into their spiders. Yeah, place their one's easy five mm -hmm. speeds, and, and what do you get more? 30, 30 more horsepower. You have fifty more horsepower. Yeah, briefly, because so so see what happened is the one's easy was kind of was just a Corolla, you know, which yeah. is obviously the Corolla because it was an FE again. Mm -hmm. Of course, two's easy was GE. Yeah, uh, and the two's easy had had VVTI, but the problem was even with the six speed, 
The power band was exactly like the AP2 S2000. Okay. Which they actually ruined the S2000 with the AP2. Because they were like, all right, we're going to take them two liters, 2.2, but we're going to drop the red line 1,000 RPM. But VTEC still comes on 6,500. So we've taken your power band from 2,500 RPM to an impossible to keep maintained 1,500 RPM. Yeah. That's the 2ZZ, just with less oomph. Mm. But you can actually feel it's the only Toyota VTI motor I've ever driven. I've driven many of them. You can actually feel the step like a VTEC. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. It's just less exciting uh-huh. but literally you know pick a gear right run it all the way to eight grand red line shift super fast go and yeah. off the cam again yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's like it has a heart attack every time you shift that's not uh, and that was even on six speed the five speed it was completely hopeless uh, but no, yeah, that that's that's a that's a hopeless that's a hopeless car and motor. Mm-hmm. But what's something that would work from that vintage? Like as a keep and hold. A keep and hold. I mean the the really nice SC three hundred and SC four hundred, which were the Mark IV Supra car. Okay. Without the correct motor, just the NA motor. Okay. And the SC four hundred was with the the uh, by that time too easy. What are you talking nineties? No, I'm talking late nineties internal two thousand. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, early versus 2000s, they hit the SC430, and everything. Yes, that shit. was trash. Yes, yeah. everything. The GS, dude, I saw one of those the GS. driving through Newark. Oh god, they're awful. Yeah. Like, that like was, not in Newark, but the bridge where that you, you pass that bridge and it says Newark. May, wait, no, Trenton. I was going to okay. Tony's house in Princeton. Was I going through Newark? No, I wasn't. Newark's way up there. Yeah, you're going Trenton. I was going yeah. through Trenton. Trenton makes yeah. the world keep. Trenton makes the world takes. On that trestle bridge going over. <laughs> what do they make? Oh, like spray painted? No, it's like mm-hmm. city made. It's like light up letters. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's like, like a government entity did that? Yeah, yeah. It's like a this was their thing project. at the time. Yeah. Trenton makes the world takes. The world takes. That's a good message. I mean, that's quality branding <laughs> for a town that everyone likes. Like people? <laughs> what, what are you describing? Yeah, like yeah. abducts children. I mean, like, what are they taking? What are they, what Can are we you, elaborate here? What are you marketing? But the GS is what I was thinking of. The, the SC died, mm-hmm. I, I think, in late 90, 90s. Yeah, 97. Mm-hmm. The GS went from 98 all the way to 04. Those were great. Yeah. That was the last of the mm-hmm. of the 90s Toyotas. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I, I I remember. A, I had uh, one of them. We 2G, we 2JZ Aristo swapped it. Dude, those were great cars. It was badass. It wouldn't pass. You remember that though. gauge cluster? <laughs> it was OBD too. Was it? That's super cool gauge cluster. Yeah. I had a 98 uh, yeah. GS400 that a family friend would let me take to prom every year when I was in high school. And I just remember being like, I am a rock star. This Dude, car. An exhaust on those things? The UZ sound good with an exhaust. Yeah. Mm. You're like, yes. I still only make 300 horsepower, but yeah. Mm. Yeah, but it was a hoss, though. It's shit. just like a Mustang GT from basically any vintage mm-hmm. before the Coyote. Yeah. It only made 300 horsepower. If you put an exhaust on it, you're like, yeah, but it's about how you feel, not the power, right? And the sound, that's all the noise, right? Like an electric car mm-hmm. is way, well, a modern electric car yeah. is way faster. But all you get is, yeah. They need to like layer on some like demon sounds. Yeah. And you're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and give me give a six shift. And you just, because, I mean, you got the whole, you know, like a Tesla, right? You got the whole like mega tablet. Yeah. yeah. Just put on there ludicrous speed and then. Pick your soundtrack. Yeah. BMW Demon, style. Coyote, yeah. you know, uh, E39 M5, yes. 355 Ferrari. Yes. That is what they're missing. And yeah. give me a stick shift. I want a stick shift in an electric car. 
I want to find a way. You don't need a stick shift. <laughs> I know. I want to find a way. Ooh, but you could have a faux stick shift like the faux sound. I don't want. The, I don't want the CBT faux. I want to. No, no, not CBT. Be... You would have a gear selector, right? Just like the sound. That. But you would just press. You would say six speed manual. I know. And then, mm. and then you can move it around, but it's like the, it's like when you played Outrun in the yeah, arcades yeah. or Daytona I, USA. You moved it, but nothing was happening. But right. be like that, right? No, I'm saying this entirely. Are you in have a fake clutch pedal. I'm saying this entirely <laughs> in jest, but like I know, I the concept of an electric motor, right, has like yeah. like you know the concept of a a, a fan, right, yeah. speeds like that that ridiculous. Like I, I want a way to be able to. I just want that experience again. I don't want it to. Die. You want it to be like an electric drill where you have the two speeds, the high and the low. No, I want the real deal though. Um, I, I, he wants why, the incremental. This is why, according to the electric people, this is why I love ICE engines, right? Like I'm totally for like if you want a Tesla, great, go buy a Tesla. They're cool, they're fast. I get it, but I love I love a stick shift. Yeah. I, I don't know if I. Can I have... think that will come eventually. I think it'll like come. a transfer case. Well, because something? here's That's the deal. I mean. Some weird way, make it work. It'll you all be done with software. Mm -hmm. And then you just have a joystick. Like, I mean, think yeah. about all the computer games we play. But with the tech, like, they could do it now and it would work. But eventually, the I, I believe that a company or a hacker or tuner, we'll call them tuners, mm -hmm. because calling them a hacker has a negative connotation. Um, they could be, you know, like invading China or something. We don't know. What about a white hat? What about a white hat? A white, uh -huh. not black hat. Uh -huh. Right, white, white hat. hat. Yeah, there you go. A white hat programmer would could make it so that it would feel like that. Because all you would do is just have power interrupts, mm -hmm. which would be the shifts, mm -hmm. right? It's just like when you drive a dual-clutch car. Like yeah. there's no there's there, no. there's no change. There's right? Bang! Like when I drove the PDK 997 Turbo S, like it was better in auto than me shifting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it actually shifted faster. Yeah. Because the algorithm knows when to shift. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's already like, all right, we're going in now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that's like my. And it was has, seamless. My neighbor has an SQ5, and it's like yeah. it. You know, he you can just go and you get down on it and yeah. go. It doesn't care. Yeah. yeah. But no, I, I I I believe. Because our generation will be the last generation to have known mm -hmm. manual internal combustion engine cars without the nanny state, without the control, right. without anything, and ultimately, like you know, anybody that's ten years younger than us, like, what are the odds you had a manual car? Yeah, yeah, because you weren't you're not buying one now, and you killed it. Yeah, because yeah. it didn't have weird active rev yeah. matching. It was like you're <laughs> didn't about have hill holes. Or you like yeah. threw it off an on ramp uh, yeah. into a rock. I mean, yeah. like, let's not point fingers. It just okay? it just did the job. Yeah, but I, I think I think that'll happen because it could it could it could all be done with software and then faux hardware. Well, even on a, on an electric motor, right? Just downrate it and all the prior gears, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Just let me let me shift it. Right, it'd basically just be upping the upping the the voltage. Mm -hmm. Yeah, each gear. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's all I want. I yeah. just let me play. I, I think that will be done. I think somebody will do that because there are always people with more money than sense. Yeah, and there are always when you're talking about software and stuff like there's no there's no capital out. Mm -hmm. You just change the program. Yeah, like Although, that solid state stuff is Tesla is doing that on the other side. You saw that tweet recently, right? Where the that's playing. downloadable content. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, are... somebody bought a used uh, Model S and it didn't come with like fully automated driving. And when they asked, like, I don't understand, the previous owner said they had that Tesla. Was like, yeah, yeah you have to buy that. Like, even they, though the previous owner had yeah, it when it changed the, hands. Yeah, when oh, they retro hands. retro yeah. charging for it. So I don't know if that's true. That's that's hyperbole. But like, that was the the rumor was that this person was basically like some of these features were not unlocked unless you paid them for them direct because the previous. God owner damn. That's a scary proposition. Yeah, I don't mm, like you that. You know, it's that's interesting. But it's true. Like, think about it. I mean, there's other cars right now where, like, literally all the features are there. Yes. They well, just aren't turned on. Um, 
Mm-hmm. Your brand new uh, Supra 2021 Supra Review. I was just gonna say was exactly on that point. Yeah, that's it's it all there, but you have to pay to unlock it. Yeah, because you're not gonna make mechanically different stuff anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, BMW stopped doing this 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. The 328 and the 330 were the same engine. Mm-hmm. They just changed the map on the computer. Right. Ah. It was not a different. Back in the day, there was a 28, a 23, a 25. There was a 18. A two three, a two five, a two eight. You're talking like E thirty, yeah, E thirty six, E thirty six, E forty six. You know, and then obviously the three two was the M's. Mm-hmm. But like that, basically for the E ninety two, the E ninety vintage, the two eight and the three O were both three O's. Mm-hmm. The two eight just had a different tune on it. Really, and there is no two five because because why why as a manufacturer would you not take advantage of the economies of scale we were talking about right. and just make one block, right? Yeah, and then just change the map because ultimately the person buying a new BMW a couldn't give a flying no. rat's ass, no, or ever be aware or know. Doesn't and even know. if they found out, it would be irrelevant, right? Well, they it's don't just, care. They just but, want the badge. But then, but then BMW could sell you a performance pack. Oh, you want the fast like one? BMW, yeah. like like Tesla does? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's an eighty-five. Oh, you want the one hundred D? You want the big D, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Do you think they'd go and like give you a wheel and tire package on top of that, or hundred thirty grand? Yeah, and the cold, and the, it would go with the cold weather package. Mm-hmm. You get the cold weather package. <laughs> See, Toyota used to do this though in a healthy way, right? Toyota used it like the mm. the third gen Forerunner. Yeah. If you bought a SR5, mm-hmm. it had cloth seats mm-hmm. and it had you know whatever features, right? But it still had this and that. And if you bought the limited, it had leather and it had the option of seat heaters. Yes. But 0102 was the only one that had seat heaters. And the, what was interesting is the 0102 SR5 had all of the wiring for seat heaters. Yes. It just didn't have seat heaters. Yeah. So you just swapped the seat and put in the switch mm-hmm. and you had seat heaters. Because yeah. Toyota was like, it's way cheaper to just build all of these things with That's this right. wire sticking right. out the with other that side. That extra of the seat. $5 of wire. We're just putting it yeah. in everything. Yeah. And that was a healthy way. But now with the Supra, that's not a healthy way. Nah. But until it's the way ultimately like everything has been going. Again, I mean, until you get the hackers. That's right. Like, yeah. I can make your test which, faster. Which is a which is when, not if. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like shout there's out no to Rich big... Rebuilds whenever he figures that out. <laughs> right? Like will. there's no there's no there's no big company that can ever stay ahead of you know the like 14 to 25 year old in his yeah. garage, yeah. basement, yeah. dorm room, you know, what have you. Uh, with just uh, too much free time on his hands. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I, a little, uh, a little creativity. I can figure this out. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Well, many, many great companies were built this way. Yeah, not anymore. Totally. <laughs> no, but in the eighties. Yeah, so it, was a, it was a blue ocean. Right, well, we get we got everybody. We got everybody. All right. Uh, thank you very much for this uh, very unique. Uh, Oh, someone just gave me a super chat just saying the sign fell off. Take my money. <laughs> <laughs> I won't stand in your way. Thank you. Well, thank Here's you. To you. Thank you, uh, <laughs> Tristan Green. And to thank you to everybody who hanging out uh, with us. Uh, thank you to everybody who donated on Super Chat. We will spend your money very wisely. Thank you to everybody who donates on Patreon. You're helping regular car reviews exist as a much larger channel than it actually is. Thank you to everybody who watches every Monday. Our new store, of course, is up. It is regularcarreview.com. All merch is there. Um, sign up for a newsletter when we get extra content going. It's We'll figure out what sort of stuff we're going to give you. Um, 
Uh, Mostly what? more brown. Well, yeah, yeah, it's, 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 it's gonna be that. Uh, and also, thank you to everybody who bought out all of our supply of the RCR bucket hats. Like, I think I made a tweet, and they're all gone, or at least it says on Shopify that they're completely sold out. Wow. So I will make a tweet when when the bucket hats are in. But everything else is in. I think we still have some of uh, the bags. Uh, there's one over there. Um, they're cool. You can get a drawstring back and let's see a uh, new video, of course, on Monday and any closing thoughts? Buy Toyota. <laughs> if you don't want to spend money keeping it running. Yeah. So, Yoda. Uh, for, uh, regular car views, I'm Brian. I'm Ben. And I'm Justin. Have a good night, guys. Thank you. Thanks for hanging out. Stream.